for advertising opportunities for the following show, email us at cornerpupsports at gmail.com. It's time for the best pubcast around, Corner Pub Sports. The gang is all here gathered around the bar to bring you their opinions on the latest sports topics while drinking their favorite brews. Follow the gang on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Corner Pub Sports and on cornerpubsports.com. You can also join in the conversation by texting 267-277-3406. Now, grab a cold one, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the pub. Hey, this is Riley Tote, and you're listening to Corner Pub Sports. This town needs an enema. Corner Pub Sports. Brought to you by Wildfire Radio. Yeah! Welcome to Friday Night, baby! Welcome to the Pub Corner Pub Sports! I'm Sean. I'm Ron! It's Gary! What is up, everybody? What is going on? Jesus Christ, uh, we had a hell of a pregame. It's been like an hour and a half of just nothing but drinking beer. Nine percent. We've beer. had a lot of it. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> and sh- the Eagles are still the Super Bowl champions. Still the Super Bowl champions. Philly, Philly. E A G L E S Eagles. Fucking yeah, it fuck is, baby. Fuck you, Christian Bale. <laughs> Get jet bag. You fucking jet bag, you. You fucking semen cocksucker, you. Yeah, we're uh, we're coming at you live here on Wildfire Radio, brought to you by Wildfire Sports and Naked Brewing Company. Sheep ain't calling wildfire. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, of course, uh, you know, um, kind of a wild- special shout out. Yeah, uh, Naked Brown always gives us a, a nice, a nice hookup. They um, do, and they have for a long time. Absolutely, now. we absolutely love Naked Brewing to death. How I didn't. Could you, how could you not love being naked? <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I, well, you know, it's true. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't stop over there tonight, uh, so I wasn't able to grab some beer, uh, some beers. But I, I got some Duclaw right now. Duclaw. This is called bare ass. <laughs> bare ass. What do you got? Funk. Funk. <laughs> so mine's a blonde ale. Um, Duclaw's out of Maryland, Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, it's a five percent or this one. What's yours? You oh, no, nah, we do have to give a shout out to the beer. Yeah, no, no, we, absolutely. So, so, with. so we pre-gamed with a little Franklin's Abbey from St. Benjamin's Brewing Company. Yes, thank you, thank you guys. Yeah, big thank you to everybody at St. Ben's. Nine Again, point, it's nine point five will knock you on your I ass. I cook food over at St. Ben's. By all means, come over, eat food. Drink beer. They were nice enough to provide our pregame beer. Beer is good. And it, it was, is uh, good. It is good. Nine percent Cantillion that they sent a whole bunch of them. <laughs> Dude, it's ridiculous. Here's a little Papa Roach, born for greatness. Because guess what? The Eagles are fucking the greatest team in the NFL. And I know we've been going on this narrative for two fucking weeks. And beer is great too. The absolute best pieces. NASCAR is not a sport. This is good. That's actually a good song, man. And yeah, I'm not a Papa Roach fan. This is this is a good song. This is a good song. Masturbation, inbreeding. <laughs> Don't give a fuck if my armpit's bleeding. 
<laughs> Cut my life into pieces. The Eagles will make you squirt. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Foles will make you squirt. Ooh. How's everybody doing? He's got a big fat cock. Well, How's everybody uh, doing? Apparently, I got like six or seven in, people that would agree with you. I'm not inch. I'm not inch. <laughs> nine inch dick, Nick. <laughs> I'll make you squirt. Uh, he's got a big fat cock, and he's the MVP. What are you gonna do about that? You can't do anything about that. He's going to Disney World to fuck Mickey. I just need. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just filming the thing. <laughs> At the end, you hear, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fuck Mickey and squirt my children. What do you want? Donald Duck. Uh, bottle opener. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going best of. <laughs> Fucking Mickey. Fucking <laughs> 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 Mickey getting it from Big Dick Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> we're Dr. Seuss now. Uh, we're in for a fucking shit show tonight, boys. Of course, we're uh, brought to you by Wildfire Radio on, uh, you know, uh, brought to you by Wildfire Sports here on WildfireRadio.com, CornerPostSports.com. If you're downloading uh, on iTunes, WildfireRadio.com, Stitcher, TuneIn, you name it, we're on it. So we want to thank you guys so much for listening. But yeah, hey, let's start with the best. Let's start with the best. The Eagles, baby. Let's start with them. Um, e A G L E S Eagles. It's so good being on top, man. It's so good. That's and what she said. That is I what she know. said. I don't know. I get lazy. I like being on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> you don't I want do me. do all the work. You don't want me. I just lay there and sweat. <laughs> <laughs> just look pretty. Close your mouth. It's early morning. <laughs> I don't care what happens to you as long as I squirt. <laughs> you see, we could be a fan show and have like 50,000 people that follow us. Somehow. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're doing pretty well. We're doing pretty well on uh, Wildfire, and we got to toot our own horn. Toot toot. Doing pretty well. But you know what? Before we get to sport, I got I to gotta bring something up. Come on. Some sh- <laughs> well, I do have something more important to bring up. We'll do that after some Eagles Just talk. Just don't talk about Florida. I'm not. I, well, we have to bring that up, but later. Uh, something happened to me this week, and I have to bring this up because I don't know where else to go to. You guys are my friends. So this week something interesting she happened. She said she was my you friend. Know, I'm your just kind of here. <laughs> yeah, something happened to me this we this, this week. So at my at my my daytime job. Um, I'm sorry we, if I pulverized her rectum. She said she was my friend. <laughs> rectum didn't near kill them. <laughs> I'm about to pour pour some bare ass. That's what I'm about to pour. <laughs> That's probably the first and only time I ever say that. What a great name of a beer. Yeah, we're already hammered. Well, look at look at this one. It says funk. Where's the funk? To the left, to the left, to the right, to the right. It's Everything beautiful. you have in a box to the left. So at, at my uh, daytime job, um, like two weeks ago, we had this gentleman who came in who was outside of our company who came in and was in mid-talk with someone. And I walked over, and he's like, oh, hey, buddy, how you doing? I'm like, I don't even know you. I'm, I'm good. How are you? Good, man. You. I'm not your buddy, guy. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not your buddy, guy. I'm not your I'm friend, not your guy, guy. buddy. Remember when we were friends? Remember Alex? Remember Chewbacca? No, right. I, no, I actually don't. I don't remember you at all. So I don't even know who you are. So he finds out. He finds out my name. So the next time he is please in, don't shoot like, my family. <laughs> So then the next time I come in, he's like, he's like, hey, hey, Sean, how you doing? Right. I'm like, yo, hey, insert name here. I'm like, 
what the fuck? Like, you guys are fucking nuts. This guy knows my fucking name. Like, what the fuck, right? So that's the next. I'm like, he digs me. Good. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, all right, man. So, so the next, the, so Monday, I think he was in, and I wasn't in. I was, I was out on the road at the time, and and he came in. He was like, on the road again. Hey, do you hey, understand what hey, I am saying? Hey, where's where's Sean? And he's like, when well, he's, you know, some my coworkers like he's not here. And he's like, well, tell tell Sean I said hi. So I come back, I hear this, I'm like, all right, what the fuck? He right? wants to suck your German helmet. <sighs> so he listens to the show. <laughs> yesterday or Wednesday, I don't, I don't remember now. The fucking days are blending together. Shawnee says, like, like an alcoholic. <laughs> Another one of his coworkers comes into our building, and he goes, uh, yeah, that guy? Yeah, he's gay. <laughs> he takes in his stinky. So, uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not your buddy, guy. I'm literally not your buddy. <laughs> my guy. initial reaction was, Well, how much I'm money? I'm not your guy, buddy. How, how much money you got? My, <laughs> uh, my initial reaction was, What the fuck? Right? Well, but I'll go gay for a mortgage payment. You know, my initial reaction was, What the fuck? But he thinks you're pretty, Sean. You know, you know you honestly, like, like you said, what are you going to do? Like, I, I'm not mad. I take this like a fucking compliment. How can he be mad? Is that wrong? So that, that, that's what I'm. That's what I'm asking a panel here tonight. Is, is that like? Is it? No. Should I take that as a compliment? Fuck yes. him right. Yeah. Fuck him right. All right. Whatever pays the bills. But when all said and done, I'm not your guy, buddy. <laughs> I'm not your buddy, guy. I'm not your buddy, guy. I'm not your guy, friend. <laughs> well, you know. Anyway, yeah. taking this stinky guy. Yeah. Just- Got it all over my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> It was great every time I, I play that. You, I love you laugh with thing. it, and you laugh on top of your own cut on that cut, which is fucking hilarious. I'm like, is that really good? Ga- oh, no, that's the recorded guy. I absolutely love that sound. It is oh, great. Yeah. I thought that was the fucking right in the pussy guy. For yeah. like Better on weeks. you than in you, you fucking pig. <laughs> <laughs> Better than in you. This town needs an enema. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so great. Well, who, who, who could not use an enema? Well, I well that it. Florida can't use an animal right oh, now. Oh, no, you didn't. So. Wow, that's a hell of a transition. <laughs> uh, no, I mean. This uh, is where you're going to get serious, right? Like, it is. So, just I wonder, an enema uh, joke. <laughs> I wonder you're if You're going to transition from an enema joke to trying look, to, like, address Guys, issue. I'm just trying to dodge bullets here. Well, how to sell bullets is on I'm, di- I'm just trying to dodge bullets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can't talk about this right now. It's just, it's going south so fast. <laughs> Uh, that's what oh, she what said. Yep. Oh. Yep. Oh, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. definitely going to purchase stock in Remington. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Winchester house got another wing attached to it. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, boy. Well, I was going to say her. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you fuckers. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, deal with it. <laughs> well, I just got a text from someone that said, "This is awesome." <laughs> I believe I need to reevaluate yeah, thanks, my friendship. It was not Joel Joker. He's not listening tonight. Kelly. Why not? Nope. Where's he at? You will not guess. New list, new listener to the show. Uh, so raise our glasses to the victims in Florida, guys. And in all serious note, uh, I don't know how we can fucking follow that up, but. All right. Well, we, we we meant some level of respect. We did. That we we didn't do mean respect. Convey. In all seriousness, look, our, we are fucked up. 
We don't mean no disrespect. No, we, we've we've had discussions. We uh, no, all, our, you know, Mimis, we Mimis. had sober discussions like two hours ago. Yeah, that that, that, went, that ended. Yeah, those <laughs> those discussions are way gone. Way gone. We're recreating uh, the experience of being at the bar. This is you being at the bar at like you know eight nine o'clock and. But yeah, um, honestly, uh, in, in all seriousness, you know, it, it's it's kind of a fucked up time in this country right now. It's been a fucked up time for the last few years. Um, you know, I was I was a senior in high school when Columbine happened, and it it, it hit me really hard because it hit all of everybody hard because no one knew what the fuck was going on. You know, like it, it was one of a kind, and now it's it keeps repeating itself, and it's a shame because history has that tendency to keep repeating itself, and it keeps fucking happening. I don't care what side of the table you're on. Guns, no guns, I don't give a fuck. This shit needs to end, and that's the bottom line. Who gives a fuck about your opinion? The bottom line is, are you afraid to send your fucking kids to school? I will be. Absolutely. I, I will be. When my kid gets, I mean, I I'm, vote anarchy. Hey, you know what? Anarchy might be the way to go. I mean, honestly, we what the tried fuck? every other. Like, fuck it, arm everybody. Oh, hand man. out thirty guns. <laughs> hand out. Yeah, I, what the fuck? You know, arm the teachers. We we never get political on the, the show. We, we we don't. So that's not no, our. We don't that's, by design. That's not what we want to like, do. So we're not going to go into that. But we just want, we want to give a moment, a, a respectful moment for once, and, and say that. So yeah, I mean, otherwise we'd be thrown <laughs> off the fucking air for that. Yeah, Not well. the Jew jokes or 1941 oh, or no. any no, of those no. stuff. Fuck all that. I mean, that's what yeah, we're on that. now. <laughs> I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> but you see, nobody cares about stream C. No, I, pr- I promise you. You're, I promise you. You're taking a shower. Come on. We don't get kicked off the air for that. There's puppies no, and candy. And yeah, we have right. a bag of Skittles in here. That's all right. All the, all the, all the Penn State <laughs> jokes we've had. No, we, we, we just, oh, yeah. we really there's want no to No Michigan be... jokes. So all of a sudden, there's no Michigan University yeah. jokes. And... Yeah. No, we we just no, wanted no, no. to. No, no, we uh, hop right past that. But we'll go to the academic thing on Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh yeah, fuck it. Like, oh yeah, but Penn State. Like, uh, oh yeah, okay, but that's been more than found out. But you know, Baylor. <laughs> no, we'll keep... never bring that. No, out. No, no, we won't point that out. No, 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 we we won't point out Baylor. We won't point out Michigan. This State is bitter wrong coming out right here. Yeah, it's bitter wrong. Like, dude, I fucking hate Notre Dame so fucking much. Watching them oh, whine about you know what is literally like that's good. That's you know what. I, I wanted to bring that up, and, and this is good. This is a good point. So well, we reported ourselves. Oh, thank fucking god! Well, Notre you Dame, we're gonna get caught. So you know, well, well right. sitting here with you two guys, I think I need to reevaluate my fucking Friendships. priorities. Yeah. No, so Notre Dame. So this, I, I'm gonna say this, and I don't care what school it is. The, my, in my opinion, this this punishment is kind of fucked up because of this. Uh, and I Miami thought Miami University was. And I they thought were, Penn State's punishment was fucked up, and I said that to you. Their punish that didn't affect those kids playing football. Okay, well, so Penn State got the borderline death penalty. They did, and that was fucked up. And Miami the same University thing happened in the Was giving school sanctioned abortions to prostitutes that they were bringing yes. all yeah, they to tried go. to make an example out it's of them. True. Fuck well, you, Dave. Well, well Notre Dame. Know. Yeah, fuck you, Dave. So Notre Jim Dame Mike. back in 2012 had five students that are five members of their football team. Um, um, obviously fake their tests. Okay, they cheated on their tests. They got caught. The investigation came down. We're now fucking seven years later. Oh, we did it! We did it. NCAA yeah, we now yeah, we, we know. now punishes we the team it. for two years, taking away all their wins. It's only an issue because they got caught. 
How many teams do it? Hold on. How many times did I tell I, you? I, regardless I of the school, that vacating wins is literally the stupidest fucking punishment you could throw out there. It is. So what are we supposed to do? Pretend it never happened? Reggie Bush never won the Heisman? You know what I mean? It's literally the... It, it's horrible. And again, now, I hate USC. Right. You know what I mean? But it's like, this is the stupidest... USC. You suck cock. <laughs> hey, maybe so. We all know Reggie Bush won the Heisman. You won it. Like, vacating it, it's literally the stupidest punishment ever. Ever. So, like, Jim Beheim, like, yeah, all same of a sudden thing. we're supposed same to thing. ignore, same thing. like, 300 wins. So when he's holding up, like, the 700 wins, like, jersey yeah. or whatever the right. game, right. we're supposed to, like, oh, well, now it's 400. You know what I mean? Like It's fucked up. And, and what they did to Penn State was fucked up. But what they're doing here, this, the this, these are five ridiculous. students who cheated on a test that had nothing to do with fucking football. Most school regulations in their handbook say the following. It's up to, you know, basically it's up to the professor. If it gets to the point, it goes up to the dean to either suspend or expel those students. Did you, okay. ever, did you ever cheat? Yeah, I cheated. Did Back you ever cheat? Oh, yeah, I cheated. Everybody did. Everybody cheated. It's only cheating unless you get caught. No, they I cheated. got I, caught. I cheated. But no, but it doesn't matter. Like, even if they did get caught, it's five kids. So those five kids are going to take away wins from that entire team for two years. I said it's a non-football thing. Is that fair? Do you, do you think it's fair? fair? I think it's stupid. All right, like, so you you agree? Like, I think it's bullshit. I, I do think the university should be, and punished. I don't care what school it is. I do. It doesn't like, matter. I do think the university should have some kind of fine living against it. Like you should have to pay like a little bit of a. But vacating wins is literally stupid. I think you should. I think they should release Sandusky to go to Notre Dame to take care of some kids. You're That's literally a, trying to rewrite I history am. at that point. You know what I mean? Like, it's stupid. Too bad Sandusky wasn't in Florida. That's a good point. He should have been. That might have worked out. Yeah, that would have worked out. <laughs> Him and his fucking kid. That might have been the one butt. That, you know, Him and his kid should have been the one standing in the fucking entranceway. <laughs> Take care of those fucking cocksuckers, literally. And I hear, but, oh, I'm a bad state. It's like. Cocksucker. Yeah, but, you know, really Don't call me that. I'm trying to quit. There was literally, like, <laughs> there was hearing, like, there was, fucking, Congress got involved in that shit, like, the governor was involved, like, Siemens high important. <laughs> You're just gonna let this go on, huh? I need a cigarette. Dude, that's a great sound bite. You know you love that sound bite. It's really long. It is long, that's what she said. Well, obviously it was long, she was choking on it. She's all forever. No, but I, 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 but like Michigan State, it's like, oh, nobody will bring that up. Baylor, nobody will bring that up, like because it's small. I'm I'm glad we, I'm glad we talked about this. It's not an easy target. I did, I did want to bring this up because I thought it was a good, a good uh, topic to bring up real briefly. Um, I still think fuck Notre Dame. No, well, I, I know what your feelings are. I don't care what the, the I don't care. No, come on, man, you better calm your tits. Fuck the Irish. Calm your tits. Calm your tits, Fuck man. every person that's for Notre Dame that thinks they're Irish. <laughs> Fuck all the people that th- want to associate. Oh, I'm Catholic, so I'm into it. It's like, you never even crossed over fucking South Bend. You don't even know where the fuck it is. If I gave you a map, you couldn't point to it. <laughs> You're worse than a fucking Cowboys fan. That's true. You're worse than a Cowboys fan. I still don't guarantee you. You know, at least a Cowboys fan could point to Dallas. That's pretty fucking bad. 
the average Notre Dame fan probably couldn't point to where Notre Dame actually is. You know what you say to it? Dallas owes a lot of Vaseline. Why is that? Why is Dallas owing a lot of Vaseline? Steers and queers. Can't hear you. Why is that? Steers and queers. You got to jump on the mic to say it. Come on, I'm waiting for him. I'm waiting for Gary. Two things come from Dallas. (laughs) I knew that was coming. Steers and queers. Hey, who called that? I don't see any hordes. All right. Let's move on. You don't look like a bull. (laughs) 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 Let's, Let's move on. Go get your cigarette. Yeah, go get your cigarette. Um, so back to the Eagles. Let's get back to the Eagles. Two people come for Notre Dame. Fucking front runners and frauds. I want him dead. I want his family <laughs> dead. Like I want his house burnt to the ground. I want to go to the middle of the night. I want to fish out of the I'm nothing if not consistent. <laughs> um, so the Eagles lost two coaches this week, uh, which is going to happen when you win the Super Bowl, right? That's a tough loss on one side of the ball, though, man. You know, DeFilippo uh, leaves. And, uh, and and Frank Reich leaves. And, you know, Reich leaves and he goes to become Josh the... Josh McDaniels, who from the Patriots, backed out of the coaching job from... We win the Super Bowl over the Patriots, and then the Patriots fuck us. it's so unusual that a Patriots coach Does backs it? out of a head coaching job that he was offered. Mm-hmm. Jets. <laughs> yeah. It's so unusual if that happens. Well, I, I can't mean... can't imagine. Which is funny, because McDaniels, this is his second stint, right, with the Patriots? Yeah. If I'm not correct, yeah. So if I'm not wrong, I mean, um, so his, you know, he obviously was coach for the Denver Broncos for a little while. That obviously he he fell right on his fucking face with yeah, the yeah. cocksucker he is, um, and then goes back to New England with his Didn't tail he between his legs. Game wasn't that the Tim Tebow? That was the Tim Tebow. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he goes back to New England, and he's offered the job to for Indianapolis, and all reports are saying, yeah, he's going to become the coach of the Colts. Backs and then he backs second. off, and then instead they take our fucking offensive coordinator, Frank Reich. So now he's now the offensive coordinator of the Colts, and then Filippo, who's our quarterback's coach, goes to Minnesota to become the offensive coordinator. So now we're left without both. Well, although they're going to hire within, I think. And I, I want to bring this up. It does leave the Eagles in a really interesting position because all of a sudden, you know, you've got a huge void on one side of the ball. Mike Groh, I believe, is going to become the quarterback's coach. Is that an upgrade? Oh, yeah, I guess that is an upgrade. I think he's going to become the quarterback's coach. And he did a great job. I mean, look at the reclamation project for Nelson Aguilar. Dude. Even everybody else, like Marcus Johnson, he didn't have a great season. I think he's probably going to end up cut. Matt Collins. Matt Collins. But, man, he had a great training camp. You know what I mean? He he contributed. He made the team. uh, 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 Johnson made the team. You know, like, he had a great, great um, uh, training camp and preseason. And he earned his Mac spot Collins on the team. had a really productive season as a rookie. Yep. What was he, a fourth-round draft pick? Which is fine. Huh? Not to back up for a second, but, uh, you know, Marcus Johnson beats out Bryce Treggs. Ironically, the Eagles signed Bryce Treggs to another contract this offseason, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Go back to your point. No, I mean, <laughs> that is sort of weird. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time. It's true. You know, look at the amount of production they got at the wide receiver position. You know, and we were one of the early ones that was pointing that out. You know, John Angelillo wrote a whole article right before the season, like, hey, look, the hiring of Mike Rowe might really work out for the Eagles. Look at how he did in uh, St. Louis with guys like Kenny Britt and, you know, right. all these other guys. And, yeah, no, you I know, agree. really made them productive players. And you watch a guy like Nelson Aguilar and Mac Hollins and, you know, 
They weren't. I mean, first of all, you, on you, two opposite ends uh, of the draft man. spectrum. I mean, Nelson Aguilar was obviously a top round draft pick. I mean, last, last year you had Greg Lewis as your wide receivers coach. Everybody was saying that Nelson Aguilar was going to be a bust, and right. you know they were ready to write him off and everything. I know at least Sean, you and I. I mean, we were saying we really believe there's talent there. Like we really don't think he's as as bad as he looks last season. We think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, he ends up being your most productive receiver. I mean, all year long, if you're going strictly by the numbers, he's one of your most productive receivers. I agree. Like he was a, I he agree. Was a great, great reclamation project. You know, and you look at how much production they got out of everybody else once you get past him and Alshon Jeffrey, and it's great. I mean, even Bryce Treggs, or not Bryce Treggs, but uh, Torrey Smith. Torrey Smith, yeah. I mean, look, most people think Torrey Smith is a bust. I don't think he's a flat bust. I think that's overstating Dude, the case a little bit. he made a great play in the Minnesota game. No, he did. He didn't have a great season. No, he dropped balls, you know, he did. diggity. He didn't have a He didn't have a great, but I don't think he's the outright disaster that, you know, some people seem to think he is. I mean, that's just me. No, he wasn't. It's not a popular opinion. He wasn't great. You know what I mean? But uh, I think he was of value. You know what I mean? Like, I think Mike Rowe is a guy that's very deserving of a very close look at uh, promotion, whether it's quarterbacks or offensive coordinator or whatever. I mean, I just think that he's somebody that you want to really take a better look at. I, I agree. I, I think, um, I mean, he has a potential to become the offensive coordinator. That's how much I of a good so job like he I did. Like I said, he's a guy yeah. internally that I would look at as a really strong candidate for one of those two openings. And, of course, the other the other name. And Teron Davenport, who we've had on the show several times. He's been on several shows here on Wildflower uh, Sports the last few weeks. Um he was on two on five live on Monday, um, but yeah, I mean we we've had him on and uh, and he put out a great article on the Corner Pop Football uh, Facebook group, um, and and basically saying like here's here's the candidates who who could be in the running for offensive coordinator, and of course the big thing is that Peterson this week said, look, it's something we're evaluating. Do we go without an offensive coordinator? And when it, was the last? I mean, name the last team that went without an offensive coordinator I, coming I, into the season. Man, I, I, I don't know. Think of anybody. I I don't know. I can't think of a single team. I I don't know. Can you think of a team that went without an offensive coordinator? No. I mean, I'm sure it's happened. I'm I'm sure it's happened plenty of times. I um, can't think of a single. But team. granted, I mean, Peterson. So Peterson said, "Look, look, I'm the one who calls the plays." However. During the week, prepping for a game, the offensive coordinator helps a lot. He helps me out a Obviously. lot. I mean, like, let's say, just for example, let's break it down into, like, a retail store. You know what I mean? Like, you're the general manager. Don't you make it Sears or closing. sales manager, and you have your inventory manager. You can't tell me you can go without one of them and just sort of make up for it just on your own. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, you can't do it. Do I agree with the idea of going without an offensive coordinator? No, no. I don't. I mean, I think that's silly. I mean, that was rolled out there. I'm like, no, this is just somebody in the media speculating. Like, no, they're going to hire somebody. They have to hire somebody. I mean, that why just not? Make any why sense. not promote Deuce Staley? It's why, an interesting you, you, name. Do, Obviously, it's been out there. You don't feel he's ready? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I like what the what the running back position did this year. I was less than thrilled with what they did last year. 
I, I think so, Deuce is right, ready. I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, I, we're I not, genuinely don't know. I'm not. We're not that close with the team, so we don't know if Deuce is really ready for the team. But I mean, we'll find out. I mean, I I think Deuce is going to get an upgrade. You know, a promotion, one way or another, he he will get a promotion. Let's put it this way: if they don't actually promote him, they should let him interview. It would be the right thing to do to let him interview. For while, other, while rumors like, are circulating that positions. that Pat Shermer. Wants him in New York. Yes. Yeah. And, and they should. I mean, if that's the case, if they're not going to promote him, they shouldn't block him from being promoted. I think that would be wrong. And I, I no, really they shouldn't. Do. Yeah. I, I, I do. I know think it's that. a division rival, and I know that you don't necessarily want to do it that way. But at the same time, it's like you, you can't block the guy from making more money. And well, I, let's look at what job. he's done with the, with the running back tandem. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he's done a great job with them. Absolutely. I mean, Corey Clement, you know, Glarup Blount. Wow. Getting, acquiring a J.H.I. midway through the year. What, what they, the way they were able to use him. Um, and, and even, you know, when you had Sproles, obviously, you know, if he didn't get hurt. And then you had Barner, which was a great sign because you, had, you got a guy who was experienced at returning kicks and punts. Uh, you know, doing that was fantastic. He did a fantastic job. He did a great job in rotating these guys. Into the system, making sure they were fresh. You know, these guys weren't getting worn down, and and you can see it like late in certain games. You know, the defenses were getting tough. You know, getting especially Minnesota. You know, granted, Minnesota came in. I and I truly believe that their game against the Saints was their fucking Super Bowl. Like that was their Super Bowl. I thought that going into the game, you saw it even cl- more, more clearly when we played them when their defense was just done. They just they didn't the have anything Eagles going. Eagles absolutely shredded them. They did shredded them, and and the running game had a lot to do with it. You know, Foles threw a lot, um, and we're gonna get the Foles in a second. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, I think he deserves the shot. I I I think Deuce Taylor deserves the, the, the you know deserves the promotion. Much like I I deserve a promotion at my job. <laughs> Much like that. I'm just. I just well, you to. don't swallow, Sean. How do you know? <laughs> well, what about Foles? Let's talk about Foles real quick. Uh, you and I have the same opinion on this. Does he is he here next year? I don't think so. No, I don't. I agree with you. I think they're going to find a trade partner. And I absolutely love Foles. He's a hot commodity. I think he uh, finds a home somewhere else. I, I think the Eagles are going to offer him. Look, he's under contract, and, and this is something. I got an argument with somebody online. Who are we talking about? Nick, Nick Foles. Foles. I got an argument with someone. <laughs> Ron just came from the My Dolphins. favorite. Yeah. Uh, Nick Foles uh, is under contract next year, and I got an argument with somebody. who was like, oh, you know, they better sign. I'm like, he is signed. He is signed he's with op- He's with options for the next couple of years. Not to mention, what is he, 31, 32? He's 29. T- he's 29. 29. He's okay. 29, but. 29 with a huge cock. <laughs> Apparently. His his Portably. Jesus allegedly his stock will never be higher than this. I mean, it will never. Uh, how much higher can you get from winning the Super Bowl I mean, like and being the Jets, MVP? For example, the Jets give you a conditional like 2019 first round draft pick. You like, not this it. draft. First round. Next draft. First round. You got to jump on. You it. have to take it. And oh, I I've been man. Nick, I've been Nick Foles since he was here the first time. I think you got to take it. Yeah. I agree. I think you got to take it because, first of all, this year you you don't have a second or third round pick. All right, so you're hurting the draft pick department this year. 
okay, because of the Carson Wentz trade, uh, which is fine. I mean, which is great because you got a franchise quarterback. You have Sudfeld. Maybe you sign a guy who's more experienced and you throw him in if if Wentz isn't ready for the first one or two games um, going into this season. You know, recover from ACL. Um, you know, maybe go down that road. Uh, you know, I don't know, but yeah, if you're offered that by the Jets. Man, I, I don't know how you turn down a first round pick for Foles. Like I said, it's absolutely not, a good problem year, to have. But next year, yeah, I, I'm saying next year, ne- next year. Saying. Yeah, I still think I, it's a great. I think deal, you like, might have to think about. It. You have to think about it. The only thing I could think of where I would maybe kind of consider backing off that a little bit, if the Wentz injury is worse than it seems to be reported that it is, like if he has some kind of a setback and he's going to be out like two, two and a half months, well, then you got then you got to think about keeping Foles. Well, reports are that he'll be ready from. F- That's what I'm saying. Like the only exception I could think of is if everything goes sideways some some way. You, you Ab- know what I mean? Like absolutely, positively, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. yeah, the future I mean, absolutely looks bright for these Philadelphia. You've Eagles. got a backup that clearly can do the job. Clearly, you know what I mean. He could do the job. He could be fine. Like it, the offense works for him. He can manage it okay. Like there's no if, issues whatsoever. He's fine. You know, you have a known commodity. He's fine. E A G L E S Eagles. Otherwise. This team might go down like the Titanic. So I put it at, Speaking of the Titanic. At about six weeks. If Sp- you think Wentz is going to be out more than six weeks, maybe you yeah. hang on to him. If he's going to be out less than that, no, man. If you're going to get like a quasi-first-round pick out of it, I think you got to do it. He's eating his heart out seeing that the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl without him. Oh, it's got to be. Come I on. I mean, look, Wentz is the future. Wentz is still the future. You don't invest that much into a guy and not – Go all in with him. I mean, you're not going all in with a 29-year-old. Two more Super Bowls in the next five years. I, I mentioned the Titanic a second ago. <laughs> Do you guys know that Titanic's pool is still filled with water? <laughs> That's why I have to throw it out there. So is all their spas. <laughs> all their spas. The drinks are all their drinks are still full. <laughs> oh, I'll never let go, Jack. Yeah, then immediately like pushes in the fuck underwater. It's like, what the what's fuck? wrong with you? There was room in that door, you fucking whore. <laughs> you're all comfortable. Yeah. Fucking, you're not dead. freezing your ass off. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. It's fucking three degrees out. <coughs> I told you to pull my zipper down, you fucking And then tight. Disney makes a fucking cartoon about him, like, fucking three years ago. Frozen. <laughs> So anyway, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. I told you, like, let it go, you fucking let animal. Let it go, let go of my leg, let it go, let it go. What I did was told you You're to pull my zipper down. Let it go. It's eternal winter. Let it go. How many times you gotta tell you? Take a fucking mouthful of seawater. Let it go. Uh, I hope you drown, you fucking pig. And he did. Yeah, fuck him. He did. <laughs> I know it in the Facebook Live video. Um, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. No better way to go than swallowing. Um, I see what you did there. Nice people yeah. swallow. That's right. <laughs> nice people do. Uh, so Lane Johnson had some great comments this week. He basically called the uh, New England Patriots a fear-based organization that I'd rather have one ring and be with a team that is happy then win five 
with a coaching staff and a team that is absolutely <laughs> miserable. Is he not the absolute epitome of Philadelphia? Tom Brady doesn't exactly look miserable. <laughs> Fuck Tom Brady. Fuck him. <laughs> like, look, not for nothing. Like Jason Kelsey said, how fuck them. How many times did we say before we actually won, like, hey, I just want a ring. I don't give a shit. Like, I really don't care. I just want a ring. Yeah. I don't care how, how happy you are in the process. And the Philadelphia Eagles absolutely one. have that now, don't they? But wouldn't you like five? <laughs> if it's five and they're really kind of, you know, well, little you on know. edge versus five or versus one and they're really pa- happy. Wouldn't you rather have five? Patience is a virtue. No, I mean, as a fan, like as a fan, wouldn't you say I'd rather have five? And I don't really give a shit. If you know, you know what though, Ron? I'm going to work. I'm still emotional and happy about the one they have. I am too. I'm just yeah. saying, I would really like five. Well, Teddy Bruschi comes back out. You I know, can't he, get more to live with having five. I think Fuck he was. Teddy I think Bruce. he was on the. I, I know he was on the NFL Network. I, I think it was the NFL Network, and he comes out and goes, "Well, it's going to take a lot more." This is what he said. It's going to take yes. a lot more than dog masks, the underdog role, dog, you know, with trick plays, you know, whatever the fuck else uh, he said. Well, the trick play thing I take issue with because it's like, oh, no, he did that shit first. To, to <laughs> win back-to-back Super Bowls. That's he's what he said. Wrong. Yes, it he's really, really, really hard. No, he is. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. He is, he is wrong. You know why? He's not, a, he's not a player no more. He's a broadcaster, so he has to be open-minded. You know why it's hard? He can't just say congratulations giggity. to the fuck. Two reasons. <laughs> giggity, that's right. You know why it's hard? Fuck him. Two reasons why that's why that's wrong. One, we lost a starting quarterback. We lost one of our best Eight running starters. backs. We Eight. lost our fucking middle linebacker. Left yeah, left left tackle. Whole what about the left tackle? The whole the we best lost left tackle in the league. Best special teams. And we lost our left we lost our for like three weeks. Kicker. We lost I mean, you fucking we not we lost Jordan Hicks. You know what, Brewski? You're fucking right. And you know what else? You know what else is hard to do now? Videotaping other teams' practices when you were fucking playing. That's kind of hard to do now, too, you cocksucking fuck. Fuck you, Teddy Bru- uh, Brewski. Did Bruce we talk Key. about that last week, too? That they were running fake plays? Like just yes, we did. We, yeah, we, we, we did bring that up, and it was just brilliant. Cause, oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, Mal- hey, 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 Malcolm Jenkins came out and, Malcolm Jenkins came out and said, "Yeah, because no one trusts the Patriots anymore," which is a fucking second level thinking move yeah. by Doug Peterson. Hey, Teddy Bruschi, listen to what Jason Kelsey said on his fucking press conference during the fucking parade. That's what we have to say to you. Fuck, Fuck you. Fuck you. But it is yeah. tough to go back to back. No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's the pa- not easy. I mean, the Patriots asked him to do it, which was back in the early two thousand. Well, wait a minute. Am I optimistic about the Eagles doing it back to back? Absolutely. Oh, I am one hundred percent optimistic. Do I think I'm they? Do I think the Philadelphia difficult. Eagles win two more in the, in the next five years? Yes. Good. You got more okay. funk. I did the funk. Now I'm doing the noise. <laughs> I'm still drinking this. You got another beer? Yeah. Fuck. Uh, yeah, we're drink- again. We're drinking uh, some. Uh, Duclaw. Duclaw. I, I have not had this before. I, I, I'm convinced. Maybe not these. Look, we, we've been doing the show for almost going on four years, which, by the way. That is unbelievable. Uh, that, that, let's that, get dude, a beer is good, Sean. Dude, this smells good. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. It smells good. If it smells like cologne, leave it alone. <sighs> if it smells like fish, put it on a fucking dish. I'll lap that motherfucker like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> if it smells Got like cheese, it, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
jizz it is what it is. <laughs> it's late. <laughs> and it's 2 o'clock in the morning. You're going to take what you can get. Here, here. <laughs> no, I'm not cheering to that. I'm not cheering to that. Fuck you. If it smells like shit, just squirt your jet. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Ah, good shit. Recreating we're, the experience at the bar. We're only forty minutes. For this is four years. We've recreated the experience of being at the I, bar. I we think I think we've done a pretty fucking good job at that. I think we've, we've done gone a second level with. Ex- it, we've gone second level with actually experiencing. We literally have a. Full, we built a bar. We literally have a fucking huge bar that we do the show at, Ain't which is good. custom made with 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 our wires <laughs> nice and with you the listener in mind. By, by yes, some, that's right. By some cocksucker that needs his throat opened. <laughs> Toe cocksucker. All right, thank you. You fucking chip bag, you. Let me ask this question, guys. Here's one. Just go right. You can only <laughs> hobble to the left. <laughs> Which, fuck the Cowboys because the Eagles won the Super Bowl. All right, we're talking about someone specific. But you know what? That's a good segue. <laughs> and that, go- that deals with the podcast poll, which is on Corner Pub Sports on Twitter, at Corner Pub Sports. Does the Super Bowl change us? Does this Super Bowl change us as a fan base? I would have voted yes, personally. Like, I really thought the answer was yes. I thought the obvious answer was yes. But, God damn it, no, it wasn't winning. I'll find like, out what it is now. But, yeah, so, what, I mean, you're going to vote yes. Why? Like, why does this change you? I and how? It and how? takes a lot of the pressure off. Like, all of a sudden, we're the big dog. Oof, oof. That's exactly it. Like, all of a sudden, like, we're the ones that are on top. Like, this is where it's different than the Phillies, and this kind of came up a little bit last week, you know, where uh, I think it was Mike had said, what's bigger to you, the Super Bowl or the first one that you got with, you know, the 2008 Phillies? And, you know, I kind of thought to myself, you know what? 2008 Phillies are really fucking cool because they were the first. It's it not was the, the Eagles. It was the first time you really got to taste That's being not a champion. the Eagles, right? Yeah. I know, but I'm saying, like, here's where I can kind of understand where the question came from. Like, that was the first time you're the champions, and yep. you could appreciate it. You're not too young to really understand what's going on. Like, right. I'm going to take know. a quote from Mr. Ric Flair. To be the man, you have to beat the man. That's kind of where I was going with this, actually. And we absolutely Woo. beat the fucking man. You know, because the Phillies beat the Devil Rays. And it's like, all right, well, they they were a good team, but they, they did kind of catch fire. They did get a little bit lucky in that they knocked out the Yankees and— the next year, though, it's like, we want the Yankees. Like, we want to take down the evil empire. That's where this is different for the Eagles. Because you got the eagle empire Yankees. right out of the gate. You beat the best, the consensus best team in the AFC. There's nobody that would tell you. I mean, there's one or two people that would probably make an argument like, okay, Steelers are a really good team. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, okay. You Look, know, man. One uh, or two of these other, like, hangers-on are a really good team. I'll yeah, say it again. I, I, I'm not looking for... But there's for a, the far majority. There's no way you can tell me the far majority is not going to say the Patriots. I'm you got to go right through the Patriots. I'm not looking for a pat on the back, but the beginning of fucking training camp, I said, watch out. Yep. The, Phil- the Philadelphia Eagles did. are coming. Yep. Giggity. And they... W- they <laughs> fucking right in the pussy. Uh, they well, will raise right. that trophy. Well, so what do you think? Does this change us as a fan base? 
knocking off the Hold on, before you, before you answer, hold on. I got a, I got a fucking funny. You were so, the consensus best team right now. So, so to our uh, Periscope before the show. And you beat them handily in a shootout at their own game. With Nick Foles. Running their own plays. Nick Foles. Sean uh, Keaton, uh, at 40 Ounce Keating. What's up, on, Sean? On Twitter said, your host looks like Arnold. It's not a Tuma. <laughs> Is that I, me or you? That was me. That's all me. Right. Yeah, it's all me. And I said... That's not very nice. I said, well, I, that's not the first time I've gotten that. I said, thank you, but I'm much thinner. Yes. Yes, I'm, I'm much thinner. Um, yes or no? I mean... All right, so here's... I think it should. Here's hashtag... Popcast poll, which has ended, but do you think the Philly fan base will change now that we have a Super Bowl? Yes, not as angry, or no, can we boo yet? Yes. 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 That's your I answer? I say yes, yes, but no was in front when I voted. By a lot. My answer was actually no. My answer was no. I don't think it changes us. I think it changes us for a short well, while. Uh, you know, let let me put it a different way. Like, how would you define changing us? Uh, I mean, that's that's kind of what I want now, to throw I'll, out I'll there. Say, like, all right, that's a good know, way. Do we stop? Do they get a pass? Well, because let, one of the things I said The results, hold on, just one second, hold on. 54% said, no, can I boo yet? 46% said, yes, I'm not a, not as angry. That was the PubCast uh, results. But, yeah, continue. I'm one sorry. of the things I said in 2008, after the Phillies won the World Series, that entire team could stay as long as they want, and I'll never complain. You'll never hear me bitch that any one of these guys wanted to retire a Philly, overstayed their welcome, like, you know... Just milked it for a contract. I'll eat it. I'll be more than willing to just sort of like sit back, like, "Hey, look, this guy deserved it." Ryan Howard for five years, which he did, dude. Fine. I'll never complain, and I never complained ever. You know, Brad Lidge. You want to give him a four-year contract? Okay, go for it. Go for it. Exactly. Go for it. Fine. Sure. It's true. Chase Huntley has no knees. You want to give him a three-year extension? <laughs> sure. Go he, for it. If he would stay off him. <laughs> hey, whatever. Uh, hey, look, he went on to be pretty productive. For he the stayed Dodgers. on his knees. Nobody that we traded him for. Nobody that we traded Chase Huntley for turned out to be really productive. I probably. I got these here it. cheeseburgers. Oh, you got cheeseburgers? Oh, let me ask. You, <laughs> let me ask you guys a question. When you're watching the Eagles next year, are you expecting more perfection? I'm a, I'll, I mean, kind of, in a weird way, because you're missing your starting quarterback. You have to, you have to be open-minded. Do you know how long, how hard it is to repeat the year after? I said that earlier. Extremely difficult. I said that earlier. You call me a chip bag. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll call, I'll call you a chip bag again. <laughs> oh. No, but you're right. Yeah. It is. It's well, really, you know, that's just really, like, uh, really difficult. Your opinion, man. But look at how deep this team is. And look at how many positions they can go like second or third tier on and still be productive. And that's where I credit Joe Douglas or Howie oh, Roseman yeah. for time. at least Big listening time. to Joe Douglas. Absolutely. Absolutely. Positively. One this of the team's best, built. This team's built. One of the best built. resilient teams in the entire league. In one year. Wink. They got more out of their draft not this even, season than the last 10 years. Not even in this town. Giggity. But you think about, in general, the teams that have won championships, that have been more resilient, that have overcome as many injuries to the star players, and... Yeah, in 2008, they were healthy. 
They like, were, really and they had a great anybody. bullpen that year. Yeah, they did. Now, and and great hit great lineup. Bullpen. And great but but bullpen. In, in any sport, any fucking sport, in any team, any city, we all said with that Phillies team. Actually, if you make it to the seventh inning, that game's fucking over. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, it's true. I just, I, I just find but, it hard to find myself talk to find any negativity in this field. Right now, no, and I you just, can't. But I just but, can't. That's so, where I find the poll results kind of surprising. It's well, like, what do you have to complain about? I mean, like, what are you going to boo? Now I'm going to say that I'll I'll say this as far as the poll results go. When I look at the Eagles, when I think I'm an Eagles fan, it it does feel different now. It does feel different. Like, yeah, no more. Man, if we had a fucking ring, if we just get our hands on a trophy, and we fucking did, and it feels different. It does well, feel different, and you feel more cocky and confident. I will and say here's that. Where, here's where maybe I'm going to take a little bit of the other viewpoint a, a tiny bit. You know, is that air of accountability going to be changed? No. You know what I mean? Like, we still want you to keep doing what you're doing. We're going to get Carson Wentz back. We're going to get Sidney Jones back. And that's We're my get, point. Like, there should be no reason that you should fall back. And that's why I said no, because I, I, I look at it going Jordan Hicks We want it with a back. we want it with a backup quarterback and a and a bunch of backups and and we there have a no really resilient team. Step backwards. We are built for the future with this yeah. team. Well, we now, have a bright future. Gary, man. I mean I said that, to you, that, that, leads, that leads to my next question. Okay. Carson Wentz sees all this going on. He wow, you know the fuck. You don't think he's hungry? Well, does that does that make hungry dogs got to eat? Well, wait a minute. Does that make it harder for him to be more successful starting the season? Yes, I agree with you. You Yes, yes, yes. Yes. He wants it to win it himself. He has to overperform now. He wants to win it himself. I think he might be pressuring himself more. Yes, but I think that's where the coaching staff comes in. It's like you just play your game and you'll be fine. It's a little bit of a worry. Because, like, if you think about it, like, we just won. We've been chasing for so long. They had that parade, and they're like, oh, we just blew our load. You know, does that worry you guys at all? It worries me a little bit. Absolutely. Now, that's where Carson Wentz comes in. uh, Carson Wentz comes in, and I'm like, you know what? It's not going to happen because you're leading the huddle. Yes, and that's different for me. And I think they're going to have a good good chance to to make a run. Let's turn it a whole different way. You're You're three games in. Carson Wentz is struggling every game. Do you sit him and cause a controversy? No. No. Absolutely, absolutely. fucking not. You gamble too much of the you gamble too much to get Carson Wentz, and it seems to be the right move. Well, I agree hundred percent. And even so Nick no, Foles and even Nick Foles knows. That's the nice thing about Nick Foles. Nick Foles seems to know. Mm-hmm. Yes. He said that I am the co pilot. Yep. He you said it I mean? before like, the Super Bowl. Yeah. He said that in an interview. I know, but there's a difference between saying it before the Super Bowl and then winning the Super Bowl uh, in a shootout yeah. with Tom Brady. Well, wait a minute. Not <laughs> not only winning the Super Super Bowl, you outshot MVP. Tom Brady. He's got the fucking MVP. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You you got into a shootout with Tom Brady and won. <laughs> you, you, know I mean? like, I, you know what's funny? You just said that, and it still hit me. And I went, "Holy shit, you did win MVP." <laughs> yeah, he did. Didn't Isn't he? it fucking weird? <laughs> Like, it's so weird, dude. Like, we're two weeks removed. <laughs> it's two weeks removed, and it's, it, it still doesn't fucking feel real. We were at the parade. We're, we're on wow. almost an hour of the show, and it's it, we're still talking about it as if it just happened. Like, oh, my God. Oh, wait, what, Nick Foles has the MVP of the Super Bowl, 52. Yep. 
What what else does he have the MVP of? Big fucking cock. <laughs> Most valuable penis. If it's that fucking... Most available penis. If it's that fucking big... That's MAP. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. If his dick is that big, I want to see it. <laughs> there it is, right on the bar. Well, wait a minute. What, el- what else did he win the MVP of? A Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl, right? Yeah, like, well, yeah right. but that's... All right. Yeah. I still want his resume. Oh, good for you. <laughs> no, he's got I mean, a nice. Like Nineteen people drop out. Like the it's Pro Bowl is literally his the most meaningless. Yeah, he's got a nice right, resume. Um, like, look, I'll give you the fucking well, Super Bowl MVP all day long. You know what I mean? Like, dude, the the fucking Pro Bowl is like a flag football game at a company picnic. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, again, do you like, want to go through this? Hey, look. Uh, oh yeah, yeah no, hundred percent. You, you want to? I mean, you physically. You yeah, go sure. No, all the, right, so. We're going to do ups-downs. We're yeah, going to so, do... Uh, Jeff McLean came out with an article in what? The Inquirer? Was it the Inquirer? Yeah, it was the Inquirer. So, so um, we're talking about Nick Foles and they should keep him and what's going to happen. And we'll, we'll go on. So, Jeff McLean, who we had on the show before, um, uh, <laughs> who probably won't come on with us anymore. Uh, maybe not. Kinda, kinda, just it did, was a good article. Like what, it was What just do to him? Article. It was when Bradford got traded. We mm. knew about it, and we, and we, we tipped him off. Yeah. And he ran with it. No, that was Jimmy Kemsky. I tipped off Jimmy Kemsky. Oh, we never had me. Well, well, wait no, a minute. I'm sorry. I apologize. I retracted my last Kemsky. two, two, two seconds. That, you know. Lord, I apologize. Jimmy Kemsky. I'm, 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 I apologize. I apologize. Lord, no, there's a whole I'm sorry. Like, Jeff McLean, I apologize. We did not have you on our show. Fuck Jimmy Kemsky's girlfriend. All right. I, oh, well, that's true. Then. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. All right, so quarterbacks. Oh, oh, one more. Hold on. He starts to come, and then he pulls out. <laughs> well, yeah, he he might, did. might have. <laughs> if she's on her back, she's in the right position. <laughs> she was. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go uh, position by position. Quarterbacks. There's three of them. There's Carson Wentz. Obviously, he's staying. Oh, he's really? Not, not according to some callers in the local news station. Uh, come Nick on. Foles. We should trade Carson Wentz for two first-rounders. Oh, but this is the kind of shit that I'm talking Get about Get out of here with that media. bullshit. Oh, this is the kind of shit I'm talking about where uh, people are like, yo, somebody, somebody, somebody crazy carried away. Even this guy knows he's a backup quarterback. But you're not getting rid of Carson Wentz. We said collectively, I think we're all in agreement, that he's the future going forward. Nick Foles, I think we said, look, if you get a you-can't-turn-it-down deal, like a first-round draft pick, high second-round draft pick this year, you have to consider it. I mean, like, you just have to. You know what I mean? The guy's 29 years old. Nate Sudfeld, you feel good or bad? He was brought in at the 11th hour. Who cares? Okay. Uh, I mean, that's fine. Sean, you're at what? Couldn't care less one way or the other? No, I mean, I, you don't know. I couldn't care I, less. I, one just way or the other. I just he's don't. He's a know. body, as far as I'm concerned. He's the third quarterback. He's a reclamation project. Yeah, you know. I, I don't know. He's they, one of those they, like they all right, have if a lot you of hope. Something fine. Fuck it. Develop him. If not, he's a him. he's a waste of ink when I sign his paycheck. Well, you generally have a third <laughs> pay, You generally have a third quarterback, so it's like all right. Well, yeah, I, I get know, it wrong. Like, look, he's your. He's the guy. He's the guy that traditionally Andy Reid used as the guy I'll flip. Well, you know what I mean, like the guy I'll develop. He didn't. Bluff I'm not going to use him because that's Coy Detmer's job. I'll use him, but I'll tease everybody with enough with the third quarterback spot that maybe I'll get a second round draft pick out of it. You know what I mean? Like that's where that becomes kind of interesting. So if I get something for Nate Sudfeld, Nate Sudfeld's gone. Uh, but I'm not 
married to Nate <laughs> Sothfeld. No. All right, so running back, this is where it gets a little bit more interesting. So, Jay I think we're all thumbs up. He's not going Great anywhere. pick. Young Jesus. guy, you didn't give up much for him. What, a fourth-round draft pick? You got him for absolutely nothing. Yeah, fourth-round. Fourth-round yeah. pick? Doesn't, like doesn't, really, doesn't really hurt your cap. No, it doesn't hurt your cap at all. I think he might still be on his rookie deal. Maybe? It, it, I think he is. Yeah, this, uh, he, has one more one he has one more year. One more year. He has one more year. Yeah. Uh, Keyshawn Barner, I think we said there might be some interest. He's a good special teamer's. But you know he's a guy that if he's you know, got, get a good offer, dude, you're you're gone. Yeah, man. he's gone. Like, he, Considering you know. what else you have, he's got to go. Legarrette Blunt. This is where it gets kind of interesting. I would love to bring Legarrette Blunt back. I don't think it's going to happen though. I don't think it's going to happen either. I think he's a guy that signed a one year contract with the understanding that I'm going to flip this into maybe a two year deal somewhere else. I score touchdowns the whole time. This. I mean, not in the beginning of the year, but he – I thought he was productive. I always, really did. He's always solid in the red zone. And that was what you brought him in for. I think uh, TJ, TJ Dalton, uh, another, you know, occasional co-host, regular listener. Works at the Applebee's over in Newtown, if anybody happens to be yes. in the area. <laughs> but, you know, he's a guy that was like, hey, look, even if he only runs for, let's say – 400 yards this year, but you score like six Darling, I got to let you know. You score six touchdowns. I can sit in a good Should time. I stay or should I go? What do you think? Stay, go? He's, go, he's gone. I think he's gone. I think he's probably gone. I would love for him to be back. I agree with that. You get him at the right price, I'd love to have him back. But, but I think he tries to cash the checks. So the okay. Eagles have a lot of cap issues. Yeah, and again, I think he tries to get a deal somewhere. That's it. why Maybe when you move on the wide receivers, that's why I think another wide receiver goes to. Coy Clement, I think we're all universally oh, Are you kidding me? Yeah, absolutely. There's no re- He's given you no reason whatsoever to think that he's not going to be maybe a great player. Every time the kid touches the ball, it's positive. Maybe go to maybe go to McLean's goes. Like see, the guys he say are, are, are going to go. Right about if, to get to. Yeah, I was going to say. That, okay, David yeah. Poffrey, I think goes. Yeah. He goes. He's gone. Yeah. He's got him as a thumbs up. Yeah, he, I no, disagree no, there. He's gone. A, now he's gone. Smallwood's gone. How can you keep Humphrey? You can't. Smallwood's gone. Roster space and Sproles is gone. Honestly, I again, Sproles wanted to come back. He said after he got hurt, you know, I like think well, I, him go. I think he's gone. Like I think he's. I just can't see it. I can't see working out of this favor. Receivers, that we sucks. already know Jeffrey's going to be back, so that's kind of a moot point. Oh, he's resigned. Yeah, I mean, Nelson Aguilar, we've already said, you know, is a reclamation project. It was a great success for this season. It was really one of the highlights of the year for most of us. You know, where it gets interesting is, you know, where you get down to Torrey Smith. Because Torrey Smith is basically on a series of one-year contracts. He won a Super Bowl. I don't think Torrey Smith was as awful as people played him. No, and he he came up big. He played played well in the postseason. He's going to have to lower his salary if he wants to sign. And if he wants to stay here, he's going to have to lower his Renegotiate. Because this team needs, they need to free up cap space. And if he wants to stay. If he wants to stay, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. So uh, yeah, basically, I that's mean, a tough call. I, I, Torrey Smith is a great dude. If off you can the field. get him at the right price, I'd keep him. If not, you gotta go. Yeah, I agree. 
However, I, I, that if, does if, leave if they kept you, him, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, all right, fine. However, that does leave you a little bit thin on a speedster on the outside. Everybody says Mac Collins. I'm like, but he's Mac not a speedster. Not he's a speed. not a speedster. He's not a burner. He's a slot guy. He's like a Jordan Matthews kind of hands. Receiver. Although, how many deep routes did you see Torrey Smith run this year? You know, I mean, well, that's, the, that's the thing. Like, was he really the, the Sean Jackson of this team? I don't think he was. I don't either. But at the same time, I just don't think he was as bad as people made him out to be. Marcus Johnson, again. you're probably gone. Gone. I can't Trey play Burton. That again. <laughs> Trey Burton's an interesting name because we're he, gonna he, lump he, in wide or uh, tight ends with wide receivers. He won't be here next year. No, I think somebody's gonna offer something really nice for, for Trey Burton. Oh, he deserves more. Yeah, I do too. I mean, he's a he's a really handy Swiss Army knife that you have at the tight end position. He could block. He could pick up a blitz. He could catch. He could run. Like he, he's literally the jack of all trades, master of none. But in this case, it's it's not a backhanded compliment. Like as a third guy, like you can't ask he, for something. He does whatever the team asks him to do. But somebody's either going to trade for like I'm honestly not sure if he's a free agent or if he's a you know trade bait. But if somebody offers you something for him, you got to take it. You By the way, this is do. this is Deborah Cox. Where do we go from here? <laughs> Cox. Offensive line, there's not a whole lot of upheaval. Jason Kelsey had a year that was better than... Oh, dude, he surpassed our expectations. We thought he was done. Yeah, I mean, even Sean, you and I, we were going to the fourth and uh, go crossover show. Fourth and go, go. crossover show. Fourth and go, go. crossover show. We were saying, like, look, because at that point it was announcing me the Pro Bowl. We're like, look, he's probably not a Pro Bowl player, but he's had a really nice year. Like, right. he, for the first time in maybe, what, two years? Maybe three? Mm-hmm. He's had a really legitimately nice year. So, I'd be inclined to hang on to him. Uh, Brooks, he stays. Oh, yeah, he he's stays. He's got to stay. Yeah. But, you know, Sayamalu. That's the one guy. Uh, I mean, McLean's got him on a thumbs up. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't Left think guard is play. a position of need. Um, you need. I don't think he can play. You need really to. Not. You need to draft a left guard. Like I think, or sign a left guard. You need to make a change there. He he can't. He can't do it. Yeah, I mean, we both disagree with Jeff McLean there. He's got him as a thumbs up. But I don't think the guy's that good. I really don't. And I mean, you kind of saw it when Wisniewski went down and Peters is down. And you see him paired up next to uh, Halpoli Vitae. One Big V. Yeah, I'm like, look, Vitae is another guy I've been kind of tough on, you know what I mean, for most of the season. But generally speaking, <laughs> he, he came up and he played pretty okay for the yep. most part. Until he lost the interior guard next to him, and then he really seemed to struggle. Same Malo, I just don't think it's that good of a player. Like, look, if he's a depth guy no, and he's buried in a roster somewhere, okay, so they have been. Well, he was he was drafted to be Kelsey's replacement. Yeah, I don't see he that was. at all. That's, really that, that, like, that, that's not the win. And Wisniewski, he's on that list, right? I think he's gone. Really? I think Wisniewski's gone. Wow. Wisniewski's on there. Jeff McLean's got him as a thumbs up. I think he's gone. He hasn't been able to stay healthy all year. I, I think he's gone. I thought they gave him the contract extension. Yeah, but it's football. Oh, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'd prefer to have him than not have him. Yeah, I agree. 
I, if for no other reason than I think he's a really good super utility player, he can play center, he can play That guard, left side's a disaster like, without him. Yeah, I mean, you could flip Lane Johnson from the right. I mean, let's say, you know, let me put the question a different way. I mean, let's assume that, you know, Jason Peters decides to hang him up, which I don't think is going to happen. But let's He's going to play another year. I think so, too. But just hypothetically, just for sake of just, you know, just kind of throwing it out there. What do you do? Because Halepoli Vitae actually played. Vitae played well. Pretty yeah, he played okay. well. He played well. But he did have a lot of help. You know, Brent nah. Selleck was back there, you know, chip blocking for him for a lot of the downs. Hey, they won a Super Bowl and it worked. They did. No, they, they totally did. But, you know, you did see him struggle when he wasn't given that extra help with the little bit of extra blocking on the left-hand side. So do you move over Lane Johnson? And no. do you have him take over? Well, I don't. If Johnson's when fine on the right when side, Peters retires. You, Lane Johnson's natural position is also the left side. When Peters retires, I think you take Johnson and put him on the left side. I, I think th- that's I, I think that's the I think that's the move. I disagree. Uh, you think you t- keep Vitai there? Yeah. I think you throw Vitai you know over to the right. I think that makes Vitai's no. life a lot easier. All right. Well, it might the, work. Because again, Vi- I think Vitai has a little more talent than I thought he did. But I think if you but move the him more over he the played, right, the better the better the production side. you got from him. Yeah, but oh, he yeah. did have help. Ooh, I mean, yeah. it's not like he was Look back there by yeah. himself. He did have, you know, Brent Selleck back there chip blocking for him a lot. He did have, you know, the a second running back in there to kind of, like, pick up that blitz. Yeah, that's true. That's you true. know what I mean? Like, it's not like he wasn't being given help or a cheat sheet. Well, so, and you I, did I mean, see him struggle once when, he lost that left guard on the interior side next to him. When I'm looking at this team and I look at the needs – Left guard is their biggest need. Okay, I agree. Le- left guard is their biggest need. I That's agree. their main concern because they don't have many other holes aside from that. Giggity intended. Giggity, giggity, giggity. You can make an argument for center, but yeah, left guard I think is probably yeah. I'm, well, depth, stand depth, number one. But your yeah. starter wise, left guard. You I'll, got say, I'll say left guard and then tight end. No, I'm good with tight end. end. Huh? Zach so Ertz. Uh, well, now here's the thing. So there's can, nobody else after Zach Ertz. Trey Burton. He's gone. Well, why? So, so well, let's do, do me a favor because we, we we do have to. So just go with the with with uh, with McLean Sainer, who, who who the guys who's gonna be out. Okay. You know, not, not I don't mean to cut you off, but like and just the kind of position. Well, let's go to tight it's, end uh, first. Marcus Johnson, Torrey Smith, and Trey Burton. He thinks Trey Burton's gone. He, he thinks Trey Burton's gone, right? Yeah, multi-purpose third tight end. I guess it's Trey Burton. The Eagles San likely can't afford with free agency backing, so I guess Burton's a free agent. And Selk's going to retire. But he's saying Selk's still here. Uh, yes. According to this, uh, Selk is still here. Uh, I can see Selk retiring. I can see Selk retiring and keeping Burton. Mm. Like I, that's what I think is going to happen. I just don't think they're going to have the money to pay to Burton at once. Yeah, but Bur- Here's how, much Burton's reading- gonna make- how much is Burton going to make? He had two good games. Here's the way that I'm reading the article. I think Selleck's under contract, so they're saying, look, it's up to him. He can retire or not, but he's under contract. So if he decides to play, you have him. You know what I mean? For at least one yeah, year. Yeah, I hear you. You know what I mean? I, I, look, I don't want agent. Salk to retire. Salk's one of my favorite Eagles of all time. I mean, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> I bet he is. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, right? He winked at me <laughs> with his butthole. Yeah, so it's like, look, if nobody, re- if Selleck doesn't retire, you have Ertz and Selleck. That's mm. your one-two tight end mm-hmm. tandem. All right. You know what I mean? 
And Trey Burton's a free agent, so we're saying he's probably signed by somebody else. In a perfect world, Selk retires. It might be cold-blooded, but I might say the smarter move is to sign Burton and let Selk kind of, you know, maybe he doesn't make it a training camp. That's what I would do, too. I I love Selk. I love Selk to death. It's cold-blooded as hell. I mean, again, for somebody that's been here for like 12, 13 years, something like that, I mean, like it's cold-blooded, but. Cold-blooded! But look, Burton can play. Yep. He really can. I mean, no, like I Burton can legitimately play as the guy behind Ertz. You can do a well, lot of fucking I mean, worse. We went th- we went through the, the wide receivers, business. right? Yep. We went through the wide receivers. So uh, defensive defensive line. This is interesting. Um, so, so Stephen Mearns is on that list as one of the down. Brian Brayman is the guy he said it was going to be going. Now that's Vinny tough. Curry is the guy that you know. I'm a little surprised. He said that you know a six million dollar cap hit could make it hard to release him. If he's solid, <laughs> the three sacks isn't enough for $9 million. And he's not I think, wrong. I, I mean, I, I, I that's do. a lot of money for Vinnie Curry, man. Like, I think you, you re-upped him with the expectation that he was going to be a monster in this defense. I think you eat the $6 million cap hit and you let him go. I kind of feel the same way. You, 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 really you, you free up three mil. Enough. You free up three mil. You can sign someone else. What was the one thing when Jim Schwartz took over the defense? You heard this is going to be what unleashes Vinnie Carey. And he didn't do shit. No. He didn't do anything. Like, he's just been Thanks, Chip Kelly. sort of all right. That wasn't Chip. Chip Kelly was gone. This is everybody else saying, no. hey, look. No, no, no. Know, I mean, Chip Kelly. This is what's going to Chip Kelly you know, unleash him. Vinnie Carey. Like, you know, there's all this potential and he's got. Who, like, wait, who drafted him? Reed or Kelly? Chip Kelly did. Yeah, I thought Chip Kelly drafted Vinnie Curry. Well, Chip Kelly's I'm not sure because, again, you know, one of the things that I always heard held back Vinnie Curry was that he was in a 3-4 as opposed to a 4-3. He was drafted into a 4-3. I don't know. A 3-4. He was like a dream team draft. Well, if he was drafted in the 4-3, then he was a repick because that was Jim Washburn. But that, I think, was the dream team. And, you know, Ugh, you just weren't fucking. That's what I'm saying. Like team that, that team was. was a shit show. Like front. Well, Jim Washburn. Was, I'm sorry, that's offensive. I, I mean, um, fucking the other asshole. The fucking no, Jim Washburn. No, Washburn is offensive. I know what. I'm sorry. Yeah, he no, was. Right. He was. I'm you're sorry. absolutely right. I'm saying the other. Juan Castillo was the other one. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, the whole team was a mess. So you throw that out. But how many people did you hear say, "Hey, this is going to be the defense that unleashes, unleashes Vinny Curry." You know what I mean? You heard that all over the place. It's all his fault. And look, he's not been bad, but he hasn't nah. exactly been good. Uh, you know he has been better? Derek Barnett. And that's yes, why Vinny Curry's gone. Man, what a great draft. That's man. why he's been gone. You know, and again, this is another moment of me leaning on my sword. You know, when he was drafted, I think collectively oh, most of our reaction was... Okay. Well, we were there. We were at the bar, and we watched Great. the draft, and we're like, uh, all right. safe like, pick. Safe. All right. Man, what a great fucking draft Yeah, he's pick. trying to be a great pick. Great pick. Got better every game. He's actually, I think I said last week, he was one of my favorite players to watch this season. He was great. Because you could watch him get better Dude, every he, fucking he, game. He recovered, game. He recovered the fumble that Tom Brady you know, was stripped of. By Brandon Graham, and it, everywhere the ball was, fucking Derek Barnett was either there recovering or he was the one making the play. Brandon Graham, who right now has as many Super Bowl titles as which player? Earl Thomas. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yep. He's a beast. Dude, I, He's I wrote a beast. I wrote an article. That guy's going to be a beast. I wrote an article two, two years ago. He's a beast. 
He went to Michigan. He's going to be a beast. Yeah. I wrote an article two years ago about Brandon Graham and how he was the unsung hero of this defense. And I got to chastise for it a little bit. I did. And I'm like, you know what? No, this dude's got a fucking motor, and this is his opportunity to make it. To be it. fair, John Angelillo has been saying that for three straight years. This is the year Brandon Graham's going to break out. Like, okay, then it doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, this is the year that Brandon Graham's going to. Well, linebackers. You did last year. You're like, this is the defense he's actually going to like. I said like a couple years ago. It wasn't last year. It was a couple years ago. No, nah, it was last year. I'll look up the art. It was like two or three years ago. It wasn't last year. I'm pretty sure it was last It year. wasn't Peterson's first year. Trust me. I, I, I promise you it wasn't last year. All right. Well, well he's absolutely shined under uh, Schwartz. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he's been great. But uh, Linebackers. So, LRB. They're, they're talking about LRB letting, you know, letting him go. Which is wouldn't miss him. Eh, all right. He Our really, linebacking core is really tough to break into. Yeah, I, I mean, mean you get, you're getting Hicks lead. back. Who, by the way, that might be another position to need if you really think about it, because Hicks has been injured. He's had a hard time. Two years healthy. now, and Hicks is a great player. He can't stay on the field. So you got to look at that. And you did it without him. So you kind of secondary that you don't necessarily but that need talent him. that Hicks has, has got. It's just. Mm. Secondary, Patrick Robinson's probably the guy. Really interesting. Patrick Robinson's the guy out. He's out. He's out. Because again, he's had a really good postseason. He had a really good regular season. Yeah, just getting Sidney Jones back and everything. mm. I kind of inclined to think that you're probably right. I, I just. I'd love to see him come back. Yeah, Darby really Mills. He turned and, out to be a much better signing than I really thought he would be. Yeah, and but Jones. I, oh, Robinson he, was great. He he really was. I mean, he was a great – for a guy that we just kind of dismissed as sort of a veteran presence, like, okay, just sort of a vet to come in, stabilize the position a little bit. He Who, was a great – like, he really was a great signing. Even Ronald Darby, like, in the – Darby the was great. Snaps, that, that trade for Jordan Matthews. You know, some people are upset about it, and then you and then, then you mean. you really think about it and you go, "Wow, we're getting a corner." I wasn't upset about it either. I was like, "You know what? Fuck, I was okay." Fuck this. But I think both of us were in the minority, and it might be you too, Gary. Like, I think we were in the minority in the sense that, like, we weren't necessarily in love with Jordan Matthews to start with. We were saying, "Like, hey, look, he's 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 a good receiver." But he's, kind he, of he's, he's a safety blanket. If you can help the secondary, which desperately needed help, it sort of makes sense. Like, you know, I think we all said, like, this is a trade that really kind of adds up. Well, like, that's we can na- do the math that's, on it. That's Nelson Aguilar shining's showing. And that, that was the other thing. Like, we were sort of the minority in the sense that, like, the roles shining. are really going to shift over to Aguilar. Shine box. <laughs> the roles are clearly going to shift over to Aguilar. I can't mm-hmm. hear anything on my. You can't hear anything? No, nothing. But, you know, I think that we believed in Hagelor enough to say that, you know, like, we're in the minority and that I think Hagelor is going to be okay going forward. Well, yes. That coaching staff seen something in Hagelor oh. to say, hey. Yeah. Let's, get, let's, let's bring Darby in here and trade Matthews. Yeah. Like, we think he's going to be okay. We really believe in him. Like, he's going to be fine. And he did. He turned out to be absolutely fine. Like, he turned out to be a real benefit to the offense and everything. That was a great move. Darby, in the games that he played, was productive. He was, he was great. He was. There was a couple mishaps, but he's a fucking cornerback. And, he, and he, the spotlight's on him because everyone's looking at him. Yeah, you're going to get burned as a cornerback. I mean, he's just going. It's just the way it is. Yeah, you're I mean, going it's going to gonna happen. He was, he was, he was down, fine. Dude, 
Did you hear his name called during the Super Bowl at all? Nope. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it at all. So, you know. Uh, so, real quick, be, before, yeah, well, Corey Graham's the other guy that the thumbs are da- down. Uh, thumbs down. Yeah. Go. I mean, he had a big interception against Minnesota, I think. Um, but, yeah. Rodney McLeod, thumbs up. Malcolm oh, Jenkins, absolutely. thumbs up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, yeah. everybody Special in the teams. Really you're, you're, keeping, you're, keeping, you're keeping the kid, Jake Elliott, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're keeping him. Dude, you cried. I mean, talk about another great move by Howie Roseman. And again, you know, this is the one guy, you know, I know it was really hard on, you know, I know it was really tough on Nick Foles. Everybody thinks it was really tough. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm drunk it was, when it's I lost like, my beer and it's on my left hand side, which is I'm left handed. And there it is. I'm like, where's my other fucking, where's the rest of my beer at to fill my glass in up? your hand? It's over there. It's in my hand. Excuse but me. I've fallen, and I can't reach my beer. I'm for finishing up my bare ass. Bare ass. For years, I ragged on fucking Howie Roseman. Years. Years. You know what I mean? Like, years. But we, God all, we all did. Damn that. it, man. Like, he, he fucking nailed it this year. Nailed it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Executive of the year, man. Yeah. Deserved well, every you know, single just like, bit, uh, every praise he's Your opinion, man. Like, I actually again, didn't mean to play I know it. the one everybody wants to kill me over is Nick Foles. I deservedly. Like, hey, look, I said I was wrong. You know what I mean? But, man, you're missing it. Like, I killed <laughs> Howie Roseman for years. And, man, he had a great fucking year. Do you remember throwing that Minnesota game, Ron? I texted you. You were saying? <laughs> what was the first thing I texted you back? I'm so glad I was wrong. Yeah, that was the first thing I said back to you. Literally oh, word for word. You, you know, you. hey, look, man, this kid's taking them apart. Like, surgical. Big hey, hey. Let's make sure you can hear things. Big dick Nick. Well, uh, Gary wanted to talk about something. Um this is a good one, too. And I think this is good. And I don't want to spend too, too much time because we do have other things to talk about real quick. But we uh spend an awful lot of time on the Eagles. Oh, well, that's but what happens. We're when still basking in the That's what happens <laughs> when you win the fucking Super Bowl. Philly, Philly. Philly, Philly. Philly, Philly. Philly, Philly. And our message, our message to the Eagles. Stop. Okay, keep doing it. Yeah. Just keep, just keep winning Super Bowls. Uh... And we hit on it a little bit last week, and I'm wearing the jersey. Brian Dawkins gets in the Hall of Fame, and I think this, that's a good uh, segue to, to you know for topic of discussion. Um, we do need to make a road trip too. Uh, I think that's a great yeah, idea. Yeah, out to Ohio, Ohio for the uh, whether or not Mike's going to make it or not. It's his birthday. Hall it's of his f- idea. It's actually my birthday. Is it? Yes, August is my birthday. I still think it's a great idea. We yeah. definitely need to go. Uh, it's my birthday weekend when he gets inducted. Um, they're not the Eagles are not playing in the Hall of Fame game this year, uh, but they will be playing Thursday night to open the season. But anyway, we just don't know who it's against yet. I think it's gonna be against Minnesota, in my opinion. Um, but the uh, Gary wanted to bring up, you know, like let's open up the discussion. Who's your favorite player, Eagles player of all time, and why? And uh, let's go around the horn. Let's start with Ron. If I'm going to pick, do you want to go modern era or like old school era? All time. Like all time. You're all time. It's you're, really You're all time pick, favorite especially player. Especially football. Because, I mean, you have like the pre-Super Bowl. Then you have, because especially the Eagles, because they were really good before, you know, 
my all-time favorite is probably Chuck Bednarik. Because, again, I got to meet him. Wow. Like, and it's a stone coincidence. You know what I mean? I like, too. We got to sit down. We had my dad and I, we had lunch with him. He got to show me how he could disconnect all his fingers and just yeah. waved around this like a fucking, fucking pom-pom. Dude, like, I saw it. Was it was the weirdest thing in the like fucking the... world. Yeah. Of the quasi, like, you know, past... It's got to be Randall. Randall, Cunningham. I knew you were going to say Randall. I, yeah. Motherfucker, I love Randall Cunningham. That's he was, was Mike Vick pick. before Mike Vick. He really was like I. He was the first guy when I got to appreciate the sport and really understood it, and, like knew what I was looking at. You know what I mean? That I'm like, holy shit! He was the one yeah. that made the NFL appreciate the scrambling quarterback. The modern era. He was as far as the Eagles teams go. Like and Brian Steve Young Westbrook. followed. I loved Brian Westbrook. You could do – he was the ultimate weapon on offense outside of the quarterback position. You could line him up anywhere. He was – in, wide receiver, fullback, he running back, Eagles special teams. Like, of Marshall Falk. Yep. He was – Marshall Falk was better, he, but – He was better, but he was more of a pure running back. Like, Brian Westbrook – and this is where I think it hurts his Hall of Fame chances – Brian Westbrook could play any position on the football field that you asked him to legitimately, and it wouldn't, you wouldn't miss a beat. He could pick up a blitz. He could throw a block. He could, you know, lower his shoulder and, you know, like jump into a scrum somewhere. Right. I mean, he was literally a football player. He was the best definition of a football player in probably the last 20 years. That's my three. If I'm going old school, when I'm growing up in modern era, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not say. to not to break in, but I think Sean Couturier just scored a goal in overtime to win the game for the Flyers over the Blue Jackets. Talk about there the season go. he's had. Nice. Yes, he did. He he just scored the goal against the Blue Jackets to win the game. That's awesome in overtime. Of course, they went to fucking overtime to give them another point, but that was a big win. That's a big win for Flyboys, and we'll, we'll get to the Flyers in a second. But I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to cut him, but it just happened. So, let, let me tell you about my my favorite all time Eagle. Three. It just go old school when you're growing up and right now. No. Okay, I, that's I, good. That's I, good. I got one. Okay. And I'm going to say what you said, Randall Cunningham. I loved Randall. Oh my god. How could you not? And the reason I loved absolute Randall Cunningham is only number one his performance on the field. The fake kneel down again. <laughs> oh man, I remember watching it game. Carl Banks fucking yeah, nailed him. Yeah, knocked him back a yard, and he gets up, throws a fucking touchdown pass. Who was it to? I don't remember. I remember who it was to. Who was to? Freddie Barnett. Was it Fred Barnett? Yep. Wow. Who we had on the show twice. Yeah. Once after Buddy Ryan died. Well, that, that's, yeah, that's which is great. That was, yeah, that was It was really, really, really fucking yeah. good. That's number one, the reason. That's I'm one right. of our fucking peaks, dude. I, 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 be I love Randall you. Cunningham. Number two, there was an interview with him, and he said, uh, the guy who interviewed him said, why do you think you could fly? He said, well, I'm an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Now, all right, so that's your all-time. Modern era. Like, modern if you're era. Gonna, Who's yeah, your if favorite you will nail? Current players or players no, that No, just modern era, like last 10 years. Brian Dawkins. It's a really solid answer. Brian Dawkins. Like I said, mine's Westbrook, but you I'll never criticize somebody for going with Dawkins. I'm going I'm going Cunningham. Uh, cuz you know, I was I was uh growing up in the, you know, late, you know, mid late 80s and and Cunningham was the quarterback Carter, of the team Cleveland and yeah, Montgomery. I mean 
Yeah, I mean, uh, wow. yeah. dude, I, I, I remember having a chocolate bar, the Randall bar, <laughs> and I saved it for two years. I got it for Christmas, and I never ate it. And then one, one day I just decided to eat it, like two years later. It was just disgusting now that I think about it, but I did. I ate it. Uh, and I used to watch the Randall Cunningham show on CBS every Sunday morning, like 10 o'clock or whatever. Mike Missinelli was the host, I think. Was it Missinelli or Al Melter? Oh, wait, no, no, It was Al Melter. It was Al Melter, yeah. You know who, uh, Mike, Mike Missinelli was? And he used to play Cracker Man by Stone Top Apollos. That was his intro song. Mike Missinelli did the Ricky Waters show. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was What's it feel like to block for this man? Like, another thing about Randall Cunningham is when, when, when the Eagles drafted him, Number one, when he reports to camp, he pulls up in a fucking Porsche. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't trying to be flashy. That's just the way he was. But when they drafted him. That was our superstar. I got a, fa- like, I got a phone call from my father. He's like, yo. UNLV, uh, baby. What's up, Dad? He says, where do you check out this guy they drafted? He's going to revolutionize the NFL. I said, come on, Dad. And we he didn't. All. He really didn't right away. It took the NFL a long time to kind of catch back up to what yeah. he was doing it, it was true. back then. Yo, Dad, don't think worry about it. Don't worry about him, Dad. We got Jaws. Like, but, seriously. But think man, about it. Did, like, my, did my father now hit the nail on the head? No, he did. After Randall, though, think about it. Because Randall was around for a while. I mean, what was the next He's in 86. Yeah. Maybe it might have been Donovan. Like that might have been right, the next it, guy. It, like, we we went eight years. Set. We went like like maybe not eight years. Uh, I was close to eight years. Ninety. He had that quasi five. Like it was ninety five. Ninety five. Cunningham was benched for Rodney Pete. Yep. Uh, it was, was ninety five. So we went four or five years because Ray Rose went full on West Coast offense. Yeah, and that well, didn't and fit it went Randall's Rodney Pete at all. It but went Randall Rodney Cunningham Pete. made other teams covet a strand, a, str- a, a scrambling quarterback. But that's quarterback. what I'm saying. Like, think about it. Like, when was the next time a different team actually like went after a mobile style quarterback that could like be elusive in the pocket? Uh, it was Rand- It was it was Donovan. I think it was the Eagles again with Donovan. Yeah. Like, they were the it next was. one no, that was. doubled down it on it and said, hey, look, this works. Like, we really believe this works. Um, Michael Vick, I know, got all the popularity for it, but I think even Donovan McNabb was well, doing the shit that Mike Vick should have been doing. Well, but before, Donovan was drafted the before. first couple years of his career. Donovan was drafted before him anyway. Before that, That's though, what I'm saying. When like, Randall, Randall, Randall Cunningham like, stepped away, guy, stepped away from the NFL. Doing it. And then he mm-hmm. came back mm-hmm. and played for Minnesota. And right. he was the player of the year. Right. No, he, I don't know if he actually stepped. Did he actually retire? He, he, well, he was a backup for a I know he backed up he was like a backup the Cowboys for a while. at one point. Yeah, he was he backup backed for the Cowboys, like the, Baltimore. The Ravens at one point. Well, no, Baltimore's after Dallas, or uh, Minnesota. Okay. He went to Minnesota, then he went to Baltimore. That was right before they won the Super Bowl, right? That might have been he, the No, he retired. actually won a ring with the, with the Ravens. Are you sure? Yes, he did. The, Randall did Cunningham. He actually retired right Randall before. Cunningham won a ring with the Ravens. Not as a starter. No, he was back. No, 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 no. It wasn't a starter. No, I'm telling I'm you. Saying, Randall, retired the year Randall Cunningham has a Super Bowl ring. He won with the Ravens in 2000. He, he retired in 2001. Okay. Yeah, he he won a ring. Well, um, all three of us picked Randall Cunningham. So that was my. I loved Randall. So that was my growing up, yeah, right? I idolized the guy. Um, I mean, even on the show, like it's a little bit of a you know behind the scenes thing. I mean, I always said like Randall Cunningham is my white whale. Like yeah. he's the one that you know like. 
I he's the one that I would like geek out. You know, like I love talking to Mark McMillan. Like he was a guy that like, oh my god, Mighty Mouse. Like I, I love Bugman. Fred Barnett was one of my Fred mine, Barnett dude. was kind of I cool. loved Fred Barnett. You know what I mean? Like the guys that you love the lyric like Scott Air on mm-hmm. the two thousand eight team, like yeah. I he's a really fun guy to talk to, but it's like, man, you were you're my guy. Like you were the guy I picked deliriously just because <laughs> yeah. I like the guy behind the guy behind the guy behind the guy. You know what I mean? Like, but man, like Randall, like I idolized you yeah. when I was little. Well, number two, I would pick the, the 92 defense as a whole. Yeah. Man, well, I was, I, that's that what I was going to say. I was going to say Cunningham. I was going to say Joyner. I was going to say Dawkins. Well, now I got to go more modern. I got to go more modern, right? So, more modern. I mean, fuck. I mean, do I love Wentz? A lot of choices, man. I can't go Wentz, though, right? I mean, it's is that? Well, why can't you? I'm going Wentz, then. Well, why can't well, fuck him right? I love everything that the fucking kid does. That? I can't take my eyes off him. So, I'm going to go Randall <laughs> Dawkins slash Joyner and Wentz. For me, Wentz isn't there yet. Like he is for me. What I can't take my eyes off the kid. Year, like, oh my god! Like, I can't take my eyes off the kid. He's absolutely something special, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. You know, so, before, really before, think yeah. before they special. drafted him, me and my brother were talking. He's Brett Favre in Ben oh, Roethlisberger's body. I said, right. well, I said to my brother, to. "Why would you want to pick a guy that high from a small school?" I said the same thing. That's where my concern why was. Would, he's from a small school. You can't. You know, you can't do that. That and Why? jumping up the Why draft not? board that high traditionally doesn't work out for the team moving up. Traditionally. Like, if you're going back, like, I up was, and down the NFL history, like, it usually doesn't work out for the team jumping up. I'll never forget, I was in a 2 one battle between Ron, Mike, and myself. Those two guys <laughs> are look, ganging up on me. my plan B, though, too? <laughs> I, don't I remember. remember. I don't remember Johnny. Watson. Johnny, I don't remember. Oh, wait a minute. I, listen, I remember listening to a show. My plan B was Deshaun Watson. I just said, look, sit in it, take all the draft picks this year, build up everything else, and get Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but he was an unknown at that point. But that's what I'm saying. But he turned out to have a pretty good rookie. And then he got hurt and lost for the year. And you said to him, and you said, what the fuck's the matter with you guys? I heard shit slam, and I heard steps being (laughs) slammed. So I guess up the steps you went. Yeah, I was. I did. I, I don't know if I've ever been more upset on a show. I, felt I was ganged up on, like, and I was like, "You guys are fine." And Mike, Mike came around. And he's like, "You know what? I was wrong." Mike came. He did apologize. He's like, "When, we, when I apologized about Peterson not being the guy, that was the same show." And Mike came on and said, "I don't think either of us should have had to apologize." Well, whether it's you long- shouldn't have had to apologize for questioning Peterson because Peterson gave you plenty of reasons to question. Yeah, him. but you know what? Mike went on for fucking a long time saying that they should not have drafted up for Wentz. Or it traded think, up for Wentz. And he went, remember, I, I'll never forget, we went to, the, we had the Taggart's remote show. Yep. And we were, we were literally yelling. That was and, the, and the bar was like, everyone in the bar is like, what the fuck? And Mike <laughs> threw us, threw off his headphones and walked away. Like, he was that mad. And I'm like, I get that you're mad. fucking wrong. Like, you're wrong. Like, well, we should plan for the future. I'm like, you, you had an opportunity to move up now. It Why really plan for what you, you like? Grand scheme of things, it cost you like nothing. Right. So like, why that why move up for what you don't know yet? Like you. That the, was the one spot I was giving you a little bit of leeway on because it's like you're obviously going to trade Bradford. 
You're just going to. Like, you, you just have to. He wanted that so, fucking offensive lineman who sat out the first year. Yeah, it's like, so, you know, well, Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, he but, sat out the first year. But. Fucking know, blind fuck. Well, you didn't know that at the time. <laughs> I mean, my thing was, look, take all your draft picks. Smoking out of a bomb. You know I love Deshaun Watson. So you teabag, like, take a jet bag, you. It doesn't you. look like a bad plan B. All he did the next year was go out and win the national championship. That's all. And then, so he was it's a, not like, you know, that was a terrible, like, fallback option. Yeah. You know what I mean, personally, yeah. if, right if you're an organization. Going to. Yeah, I, I, I hear And you but, see a guy in the draft and you feel that guy in the draft. You, were in oppor- you had an opportunity time, to move up. This is where I'm saying to you, like, you were correct in the sense that, like, look, you're going to trade Bradford. Some of the, what you gave up in this trade is going to be mitigated by what you get back for Bradford. Right, and you, you, you had a golden opportunity. When is the next opportunity? And <laughs> that was the that was the big thing, the argument for me. I don't, I don't want to dread on this, but that was the big thing for me. It was like he was arguing, "Well, you can move up." No, it's not that fucking easy. Okay, it depends on the players in the draft, depends on on the position you are in the draft, and depends on what assets you have. And they had all three going their way, and they had an opportunity to move from thirteen to nine. To beat two. The odds. What a great fucking opportunity. They really beat the odds, though. I mean, like, when was the last time you saw a team jump so, that far? So, what's the guarantee that the following year they're going to be able to do the same thing? There was no guarantee. But you know how hard it is in the NFL me, to come across a me, franchise quarterback? Sean Watson was drafted right where you were expected to pick anyway. If you had started Chase Daniel all year. Well, that was what I said. Well, because I was, that was my argument. Because Michael said, because I said, when I wake up on Sunday morning, <laughs> when I wake up on Sunday morning, I want the Eagles to win. And Mike said, well, if you're building for next year, I don't care. I said, no, but I don't know, operate. I don't operate like that as a football fan. You're still any age. given fucking. <laughs> I know. I'm saying, if if when I wake up every Sunday morning, I want my team to win. If you're building to fucking. To, to keep building for next year, and you're building with fucking Chase Daniel, then I'm out. Like, I don't want anything to do with Chase Daniel being my starting quarterback. So they moved that's up. That's the Sixers plan. Like, we're setting they ourselves moved, up to lose. And I don't want to do that. They well, moved, that's why I and you can't do that in football. And you know what happened? I agree. The Eagles fucking proved that that doesn't work in football because the Eagles were projected but to like maybe said, be a 7 8, or 7 9, 8 8, maybe a 9 and 7 team. And what did they do? They went thirteen to fucking three and they won the Super Bowl. Name another team though that traded up that many draft picks and actually had it work out for them. It didn't. It really, really happens. And credit to Helly Roseman for recognizing, hey, well, this is the guy. Hey. No, this is what I'm saying. Like this is where he, you know, like, hey, look, yeah, this but football's is ast- different. This is an astute move on his part. Like he recognized this is the guy. I gotta go get him. I'll like, make I, that's re- what I. This I'll make this. I'll make this argument. Franchise quarterbacks are not a dime a dozen. No, that's and, what I'm saying. And, that's and football's different to him for recognizing. Yeah. That's a franchise quarterback. I gotta go get him. Like, and football's is- different from any other sport. Okay, so when you look at the Sixers, you look at the Flyers, look at the Phillies, it's different because there's there's the minor leagues in two of those sports. I, I guess basically, I guess when I guess basically, somebody jumped that far at the draft right. board and had it work and didn't give up the fucking farm. Okay, the last team to do that for a quarterback was who? The Redskins. They gave up fucking everything for RG3. The Eagles didn't have Before to do that. that. It was the Saints giving it up the for... The Saints. Uh, the Colts gave up... Oh, no. The Colts tanked. The Colts tanked to get locked, okay? But, and they also didn't fucking build up the offensive well, line. Look what so the they, Falcons did to get a Julio Jones. Right. They get to, to move up to, to move up the number six. No, it didn't they work. They didn't win a that's Super Bowl. So they didn't win a Super Bowl. You know, no, so I hear it. Work. 
So it doesn't. It, historically, that's what I'm saying. That was the only point. I was but the Eagles to make. didn't go up the farm now. If team jumps up that far up the draft board, it generally doesn't work out for the team trading up. But generally, the Eagles did it in a way. Generally, the Eagles did it in a way. They protected themselves. Where even when they made the trade to move up to, from nine to two, because they moved from thirteen to nine to two. They you moved from, yeah, I was gonna say they moved from thirteen, not nine, to nine yeah. to yeah. two, and you went, and you looked at the trade as a whole, and you went, holy shit. That was that was really good fucking. You know what? I'm on fucking board. I don't know how it was. I don't understand. I still don't understand the concept of real. Oh, I can guarantee it. Oh, what, it what the school. fuck? Why don't you wait until next year? Because like next year's not guaranteed. No, you can't. You can't. It was North Dakota versus Deshaun Watson. I mean, for me, but Deshaun yeah. Watson was next year. But what if was. he got hurt the next year? No, he didn't. He won the national championship. But what if he got year. hurt during that season? Well, I mean that was the risk, but at the same time, so why give myself, up? Why give okay, up the chance have, to get a guy? No, like I said, it worked out. Uh, I mean, I it's easier to say now, but I'm saying I would have played a conservative and went the other way. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I love Deshaun Watson. I really Gary, did. If like, you see a guy, in I a was trip. fucking livid. I was I sitting in the seat. I was like, and I remember. I remember. I think I called Mike stupid. Or something, and yeah, Mike got really so mad. Yeah. He got so mad. You call me fucking stupid. I'm like, well, you call him an arrogant, said, clueless prick. I said your your opinion's stupid right now. Like you're you're fucking wrong. What's my opinion? I said, and it's wrong. And like, I think back. I'm like, I don't know. I was kind of a dick move on my part to say that. That might have been a little strong. It was strong. And yes, I ended up being right, but but it doesn't make me feel any better about saying that to him. And I'll say that, but. At the same time, like I said, football's different. Your turnaround of football is quicker than any other fucking sport. That's why I was saying five we minutes ago. Opportunities also we, it, doesn't mat- it doesn't matter. If you see a guy in the draft that you feel is going to turn your organization around. No, you, it worked. You do what you got to do to get him. Right. Too, like, you're looking at Laramie Tunsil like, hey, look. Our uh, that, that was the thing. I was like, our you want Laramie Tunsil. Problem. He's dropping right down to be in your lap. What you know be what I mean? fucking like, do. You can sign offensive linemen. Like, that was my You can. My it worked. Argument. I mean, it, it definitely worked. You were right. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's debating it or anything. Now, like granted, that. We, we're coming out of the fucking chip carry era. <laughs> fucking chip And carry. everybody was fucking pit. I mean, we were all aggravated. And we were all ag- aggravated by the signing of um, Doug Peterson. All of us. Yeah. That none of us. Like, none of us were on board. with anybody else. Like <laughs> We all wanted... We wanted. Uh, I wanted Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott. We guy. all wanted Sean McDermott. All. Of us I don't did. know if all of us did, but I know I, I did. Like, I'm that was my pretty guy. sure all like, of us did. I wanted you to at least interview him. And you know, look, Sean McDermott's a good coach. Bit, but he took the buff. He took the Bills to the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. He had a pretty good run with the Bills this year. So it's with not no like quarterback, I had no idea. What with he no was quarterback, doing. and although he did bench Tyrod Taylor, well, that was a fucked up move. <laughs> For that kid who threw even, five I picks, I gotta figure that's ownership stepping in. That was like saying, hey, that was like look. Gary on a Thanksgiving football day, throwing five fucking picks. I think everybody, it, every team I was on, collectively one. like, yeah. How many touchdowns did you throw to me, motherfucker? I don't remember. Yeah, you don't remember because there's too many. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, I think collectively the whole NFL is looking at that move like, what the fuck? I heard for fucking like, five days that? after that, man. You should have. All it's right. like all of a sudden, like, no, 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 come back, come back, come back, come back. All right, guys. Just to, just to move on. F- f- look at the banner. Look at the banner. Look at, look at the banner behind it. Look at the banner behind it. Oh, I just came. E. 
A G L E S Eagles. He starts to come and then he pulls out. All right, let's move sports. This is the first time I talked about any other sport for three weeks. What's it look like? So I, I'm expecting an interesting conversation here. I get her pregnant. So Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid sits out the last game. Oh, he's fine for the All Star game. Against, yeah, yeah. Well, he sits. Yeah, he sits out. They're down 24 points with like nine minutes left in the third quarter. The Sixers come back and fine? win. Uh. Oh shit. Well, let me go blank here. Hold on. Miami. They play Miami. They play Miami on Thursday, n- Thursday night. And Miami's a decent team. Like world beaters. No, they're, they're, they're a decent team. Yeah. They're, they're right behind. They're nipping at the Eagle, the, the uh, Sixers' heels. Jesus, see what happens when you talk about the Eagles for three straight weeks? <laughs> they're nipping at the Sixers' heels. And the Sixers come out from 24 down. J.J. Redick, Dario Saric. Ben Simmons put on a fucking clinic. By the way, how great of a signing has J.J. Redick been this year? He's been great. He's been fantastic. fantastic. It was great. He hits the... He, Frank who everybody's ready to string up and just fucking he burn hits, to death. He, he hits the, uh, the, you know, the go-ahead points, and the crowd's going nuts, and he's going like this. Calm down. He's running down the court going, calm down, calm down. The game's not over yet. Yeah, we're not done. They end up winning the game by two. That was a resilient win, and that was a win that they needed going into the All-Star break. With that being said, like I just said, Joel Embiid sat out the game with a sore ankle. He's playing in the All-Star game. A, a fucking meaningless game. Thoughts? It's bullshit. I mean, but look, the Sixers at this point are looking for opportunities to put themselves on a national showcase and say, hey, look, we're an up-and-coming team. And look, if it's one win versus Miami against, you know, hey, we can make everything look good versus, you know, ABC's ratings. I'll tell you what. It is nice to have an all-star starter. I'd rather have a playoff berth. You know who the last starter or last all-star was for the Sixers? Agadala? No. Oh. Drew Holiday. Right in the same era. Like a year after. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm close. Iguodala drew a holiday. Yeah. Two, 2012, 2013 or something. Yeah, right around there. Well, can can I, uh, uh, real quick, while we're talking about fresh things like Joel Embiid's game, I want to bring up Freshly.com. And you should, because nobody else is. Freshly.com. Pat. That's Pat. right. <laughs> uh, check out Freshly.com. Use the experience. <laughs> Exclusive promo code WILDFIRE at checkout. And what happens? You get $40 off your first two orders. You get free shipping on every single order. That's six meals. You get six meals cooked. That's six meals cooked by Freshly's Chefs for only $39. Think about it. I mean, compared to, like, let's say you've ordered through Grubhub before, right? You've ordered through Uber Eats at some point or another. Absolutely. What are you averaging? 20 bucks an order? Something like that? Yeah. So, he, you know, it, Freshly.com, you order through them, your first two orders, you might spend, again, it's all fresh, for, you know, all fresh, you know, meals put together for you. Absolutely. Their chef, so chefs, their be, chefs make the meals like for you. 60 bucks. You're going to get like $40 off your first two orders. So the whole thing might cost you 20 bucks. Freshly does all the meal trip, all the meal prep. No shopping. No chopping. Just delivery. 
because I can't pick it up. No cleanup. They do all that. The meals are cooked by yeah. The meals are cooked (laughs) by freshly chefs with the help of nutritionists. It's like having a personal chef do all the ingredients, shopping, prepping, and cooking just for you. We knew that if Pat Moran was a little more, uh, we would, (laughs) we would. Things on her Facebook page. Look, the uh, the food is delicious. It's exactly what I want, and happens to be healthy to do. Check out Fresher.com. Use the promo code Wildfire at checkout. Get a nice discount. Do it. Do it, do it. Jesus All right, so. Kirsten, not monetizing your Facebook page. Oh, well. I'm going to say this. Uh, I think it's bullshit that you're sitting out with a sore ankle in a game that fucking matters to play in a game that doesn't matter just to get notoriety. Uh, I think it's I, fucking I, I bullshit. Get, I think that's a little more the team than Embiid, though. Like, I really... Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now. If, if if Joel Embiid goes out in the All-Star game and gets hurt in the skills competition or during the game, Brian Colangelo should pull a Kirk Cobain. I'm telling you, like, he should fucking shoot himself right in the fucking head to never turn to Philadelphia again. I'm telling you right now, I never want to see his fucking buck tooth face again. That difference between Kurt Cobain and my dick? My dick has a head. <laughs> oh, my God. It's true. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Fuck me in the goat ass. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's because he oh. was selfish, you self-centered prick. Like, look, uh, I... I don't even know what to say. I mean, I legitimately want awesome. the Sixers to win. I really do. Like, uh, God damn it. Like, the city's so much more fun when you have a really good basketball team. It really, I've seen it. I've I've witnessed it. The basketball I've team? Been, I've been alive long enough to actually, like, appreciate it. No, I've know. been, you know, there in college when I was running home in 2001 to kind of, like, you basketball know. Jones. Be a part of their, like, run against the Lakers, knowing that there was no way in hell they were going to win. You know what I mean? Like, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. It could be a great basketball town, but it's like, god damn it, man. Like, this team's had nothing. This whole city's had nothing to get behind. Except they do now. ridiculous fucking, like. They do now, though. Blind faith, trust the process. They do like, now, though. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you right now, they do They do now because th- this team. I think team, Ben Simmons can play. I ben think Joel Sim- Embiid. Sarge can play. This is really, Sarge, I, I kind of agree with Bob Cooney in that I think he's much better off the bench. If you're bringing him off the bench as a sixth man, no, he, has- he would be like a, maybe the best sixth man in the league. I'm not sure he's a, a starter. But I agree, he's a valuable player that you could build around. He's a he's a really nice complimentary. No, I'll say that. I'll I'll, I'll say that Sharch is better off the bench. Um, he, he's been he's been again. That's not a knock. Like I really no, it's think not. He, um, oh, but this but, by the way is almost the one year anniversary of us having the weirdest Sixers game that we've ever had. <laughs> was that the uh, the Kings game? Oh, you're right. Oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah. <laughs> but the, the Sixers went out and signed uh, Marco Bellinelli from Milana, and uh, you know he co- he comes out in his debut. He scores 17, and uh, the, the look the dude's you a shooter. Him? I'm gonna tell you right now. 
Can you can you picture um, Bell and Ellie, JJ Redick, and Covington all having all in games? That's a good thought, right? Yeah. With Embiid and Simmons, and you know, think, that it, it, think about it. If that's again, a that's like, that that's a lights that's a lights out a win. That's a lights out win. Those those guys are now on threes. They're now in every shot they hit. Defense. Well, somebody at some point on this team, we've said this the entire season. Somebody has got defense. to start playing defense a little bit. Like you can't let teams score over ninety on you every, every fucking night. night. It you is every I mean? night. Like you can't. It is every night. That's, at some point, you got to start holding them to maybe eighty, eighty-five. You know what I mean? Like you got to hold them to a reasonable. Yeah. I don't want to take anything away from the the, the big win. I really don't like against Miami. Surprised. That's a big win. That was that was a that was a that was a four point swing. <laughs> no, it was a big swing, and, and it puts them in a nice position. They're they're four or five games over five hundred. And, and and come to think of it, I, I mentioned this before the show. Philadelphia teams are ten zero and one since the Super Bowl, which is fucking awesome. Philly, Philly, I gotta get a beer. I gotta get a beer. Yeah, so it which is is that that's your beer right there. Yeah, that that would be yours. Uh <laughs> good thing you're not driving tonight. Yeah. That's what happens if you had drinking nine percenter before the show. After I said I got a long day tomorrow, I'm not gonna drink that much. Yeah. Thank you, St. Pence. Uh yeah, I mean I have a problem with I to get that bad to get back to the I main mean, point. I have a problem with I have a problem with them be playing in the All-Star game. I do. I really do. Imagine how good this team would be if they played defense even kind of okay. I mean, they you could tackle another like what? 7 8 wins? Um I, I don't okay. think it'd be that many. Like, I don't think it'd be that many. Defense is bad. It's bad. I mean, like outside of Embiid. Yeah, but there. I mean, there's nights where their shooting's defense. just off. I'm not gonna go five. Uh, what would you say? Seven, eight wins. I'm not gonna say seven, eight. I'm, I'm gonna. gonna I'll put it at four or five. I'll wins. say four or five. So you're gonna go the under a little bit. Yeah, I would say four or five more wins. And even take your four or five and look at the difference it would make, like in your position, where it is now versus where it you, could you'd be. probably be a three seed. That's what I'm saying. But like, they're only two games away like, from a four seed. Just by playing kind of okay defense. Not even great. Not even elite. Not even like, you know, like you're a lockdown team or anything like that. Like, just sort of all right. You just know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. you're all putting your hands up. Average. You know, when somebody's. Yeah. Like, that kind of thing. Like, man, they, they really, they're bad. Like, they're outside of maybe three players. They're a bad defensive team. Yeah, they are. No, they are. Absolutely. They they definitely need to tighten it up. Have, has your – I know Brandon Kelly, uh, who listens to the show and obviously designed, designed our website. Um, Originally. He's been he's been really against Brett Brown. Um, no, my opinion of Brett I've been Brown on the fence. Changed. I've been on the fence. I, I'm kind of more on the side of stick with what's gotten you here. Um, he, he's, you know, he's gone through a lot of mud and – and he knows it, and the team knows it, and the city knows it. And now he's got a good team, and you're five games over five hundred. You're look, look, you're in the playoffs. As if it ended now, you'd be you'd be you'd be in the playoffs. But is talent getting you there, or is coaching getting you there? Well, I mean, 
You know what I mean? Like, is it just that you finally have a team? And, you know, just the fact that we're they're organically that much better? I don't that's that's a good question. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like that's where it really gets that's a little question. Uh, that's a tough call. I, and I don't you know, know, this is where I fall back onto something that of all people, and again, I know you gotta dismiss ninety five percent of everything that comes out of his mouth, but Charles Barkley said like two or three years ago, he's like, Look, man, when you ingrain a losing culture that deeply into an organization, it is really fucking tough to turn out of that. But a, it lot just of, is. but a lot of the team that was in that culture isn't is. here now. Like the Clippers? Yeah, but a lot of that culture isn't here now. Be that as it may, he, you know, you look around the league like, okay, the Clippers have perennially been bad. They've had like a the little Lakers. modicum of success here or there. I mean, like, but not anything like to jump up and down about. I mean. Yeah, I hear you. You know, like take, take the Nets. Outside of like a okay, you're gonna jump up a little bit here or there, but you traditionally oh, good for you, right? <laughs> Basically, yeah. Oh, good for you. Essentially, yeah. yeah. I mean, for all intents and purposes, for all intensive purposes. Oh, you just said the other <laughs> thing. I heard you. <laughs> ah, I caught that too. <laughs> that was awesome. All intensive purposes. You fucked. See what I did there? Yeah, that was good. I was like. Wait, did he? Oh, he yeah, did. Yes, he totally did. <laughs> yeah, but well, you know, you know. That's what he said. He's like, look, it's really, really hard to kind of like turn the battleship and actually like have everything suddenly facing the right way. Like, it's not easy, man. Like, yeah. when it's that ingrained in the organization and they're doing it on purpose. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's not easy to rebound from. Yeah. So that's where I kind of look at it with a little degree of skepticism. And it's like, okay, so when you talk about Brett Brown, is he achieving more success because all of a sudden he actually has a team around him? Or is he achieving success because he has a team around him? And the fact they're floating around 500 doesn't exactly make that argument really that much easier. I mean, they're, 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 they're five you know or six I mean? games ahead. They're in the playoff. If the playoffs started now, they they be in there. And do they do they match up? You know, right now I think they'd be playing against the Heat. Yeah, I I look. I'm if I'm gonna put my money on, I'm gonna say they jump up. I'm gonna say they finish at four. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say they they made the playoffs as a four or five seed, and you know, hopefully home court advantage for the first round. They win a first round matchup, and that's then that's where it ends. I'm being ambitious, and I'm being optimistic, and I think they have enough talent, and I think they have enough going on right now where I have to, I have to just jump on board with them. As long as the team stays healthy, I don't see there's any reason why they. Can't. First of all, and being staying healthy for most. First of all, they want they, they they've won 11 straight games. Thumbs up. I mean, you got to see that as a real win. Oh yeah, absolutely. You and probably as much as you have at any point in his career, you have been fine. You have more wins now than you've had in the last four or five years. Oh, at, at this point, that. at this point, well, they made the playoffs in twelve. Um, they played the Heat in round one. Oh, they finished five hundred. Yeah, yeah. I finished. I had them at finish. Losing record, didn't they? If it wasn't losing record, it, if it wasn't five hundred, it was maybe a couple games under five. You know, five hundred. I had the Sixers team winning forty five games. They're at thirty now. They're at the All Star break. They're gonna get forty five wins. They're gonna get forty five wins in the last thirty. They, they're gonna. They have to go five hundred. I think I had them at like. He had a 41 or something. Yeah, he had him like yeah, 41. I was say, it was like 
40 or 41? You and Mike both had him around 41, like, 42. Wh- Mike actually had him lower than I did. I think Mike had him at 38. Because I had him, I think, like a tick over 500. Like no, no, one little like incremental like thing. Yeah, we got two months to go. They, if they get hurt, yeah, then fuck it. Like, you know, then they're fucked. But I, I, think, I think they're getting 45. They're going to win 500, you know, basketball. They're going to play 500 basketball for the rest of the year or better. They'll get the 45 wins. So we'll see. Um, but my point, I don't remember what my point was. I don't remember Johnny. <laughs> No, do you believe you believe in Brett Brown? Uh, I choose to I believe do. in Brett Brown, even though for me the I gotta get fra- fake skeptical. Brett Brown to call next week. Brown? Mm. I gotta get yeah, Brett. That's kind of I'm a little like I'm a hair mm. above you, I'm a hair below you. I'm gonna you get know? Brett Brown to call next week. How's that sound? Fake, fake Brett Brown will call again. <laughs> it's been it's been like a year. Yeah, it's been like a year. Fake Brett Brown. All right, so we'll move on real quick. The Flyers uh, won tonight, as we mentioned earlier in the show, against Columbus. Big fucking win. They are, they are, like, <laughs> I mean, don't look now. They're only a few points behind the Washington, Cap- Washington Capitals for the top, <laughs> top spot in, the, in Ain't this division. They're right there, man. They're playing good hockey. Um, they, they have, uh, you know, a tough week this week. Um, but we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, you know, a, a win over Columbus was huge, and that was a huge, huge win. It went to overtime. Granted, they had a one nothing lead. They coughed it up, but they they ended up you know eking it out. Um, but we have a bigger concern, and Brian Elliott's hurt. Oh, ouch! And he's out for six weeks, potentially, if not more. And uh, I was listening to Alan Morgani, and uh, he's thinking he's gonna be out for the year. And if that's the case, you have to make a move at the deadline. You have to. You, you're gonna have. You can't rely on Newton, you know, uh, Earth because he gets hurt all the time. And Alex Lyons, your backup, who's a rookie. Um, I think you have to make a move at the deadline if if it's looking like Elliot's not going to come back, which is a fucking shame because Elliot's been really solid all year. If Elliot does not come back, I think you have to make a move at the trade deadline. To, to get someone else. The sad point is, is, is there's a kid in the juniors that the Flyers have that he's just not ready to come up yet. Hart, yeah, Hart's yeah. been. Wow. And he he's two years away. Yeah. We we talked to Jason Martinez a couple weeks ago, and he said the same thing. He's like, look, he, he you know maybe next year he gets an AHL, but like he he's not quite there yet. You know he he's he's a kid. Yeah. It's tough for these kids to get drafted and come right up, especially as a goalie. The game changes for you as a goalie. I mean, big time. You know, the, the shots are coming at you 10 miles per hour quicker. You know, everything changes. The, the game's just much quicker. So these goaltenders, they need more time. So I don't know if Hart is going to be ready next year, let alone. I mean, he's, there's no way he's going to be ready for this there year. There was an age qualification with him too, wasn't there? Yeah, was he he wasn't s- old enough to Yeah, something, right? He's 18 or something. Yeah, something. So there, there's no way. I mean, next year you might see him at the, <laughs> the end of. You might see him at the end of. You just got up. Go grab another beer. He, he he might come up at the end of next year, but that's about it. So uh, you know, I don't know. At, well, at that position, man, the future is bright. No, it is. The, the goaltending looks great for the Flyers. The defense looks great for the Flyers. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. I mean, when was the uh, I think that the goalie position for the Flyers has been the most 
undeserved goat of the team for the last couple of years. What was the last goalie that we've had that's been actually, like, bad? Like, legitimately, honest to Christ, like, bad. Hmm. I mean... uh, Even Brisgall wasn't... No, but he, no, Briskoloff, Briskoloff got the, but got the, got the bullshit against them because of the contract he signed. Yeah. All right. And he was a ridiculous contract. He's basically our Bobby Bonilla. He, he was our Bobby Bonilla. Not quite as bad, but he was our Bobby, yeah, he was our Bobby Bonilla. Um, fuck. It's, it's a tough call. It's a really tough call. Um. I mean, Leighton, you know, that year. I mean, granted, we we went to the finals in 10, you know, but we missed the playoffs for the next couple of years after that. Uh, fuck. I, I mean. Even with Leighton, though, you knew it was fool's gold. Like, you knew. It was oh, yeah, you knew he wasn't you your answer. He was a liability. Yeah, you knew that Michael Leighton wasn't your answer. Depending on Chris Pronger. And well, you know, really good you had Bob. To kind of clean yeah. up in front of him. You had Bob, but you went, eh, we don't need him. We'll let him go. I would like to think the majority of Philadelphia didn't say that, but well, do you guys changed. believe in what Hextall's doing? I don't know what he's I doing. Think the money's, I, uh, I, I, yeah, exactly. I think it's Sean. a lot more money now than it was like a year or so ago. You just don't know what he's doing. Like I'm, I'm not sure the direction he's actually stepping in, and I mean that as literally as it could be taken. Like I, I'm literally just not That's the sure problem. what he's doing. You just don't know. You don't know. And again, you know, like, look, out of the four major sports, if I'm leaning on my sword, like, hockey's probably the one that I have the least connection to in the sense that, like, look, when you talk about, like, worlds and juniors and collegiate and the minors. Well, no, it's, it's a little crazy. It, it does. Look, I don't know. I mean, I only know a few players off like the top baseball, of my head. for example, it's a very regimented minor league system, and you know who's coming up through right. your system and who to watch. Like it's kind of the same with basketball. Like it's foreignly. I mean, like hockey has, are coming up and yeah, have a great game. Hockey has the foreign leagues. You don't know who the fucks. Yeah, you know, and how the competition. You have no idea. Yeah, you don't you know. know what you're looking at. That's what I'm saying. Like that's the one that I'm like. You know what? I'm going to admit that I don't know what I don't know. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just don't know. Well, let's end the show with this. As you're speaking, speaking about uh, minor leagues. And all that coming to fruition. There's a lot of minor leaguers coming up. There's a lot of uh, uncertainty. But guess what? The Phillies reported to spring training this week. That's right. Pitchers and catchers. Pitchers and catchers reported on Wednesday. The deliriousness of fucking Super Bowl. That's what happens when your team plays until until February. Damn. Yeah, you're right. It's always after Valentine's Day. Pitchers and catchers. February 14th. Pitchers and catchers reported to Clearwater, um, and, and we've been here. Aaron Noll with his fucking, fucking oh Tommy Jesus Johnson. Christ, yeah, last year. <laughs> oh my God, we got in a huge fight with some dude. Um, so, so new manager, new manager Gabe Kapler. He wasn't at Sweeney's, was he? New, <laughs> he might have been. New manager Gabe Kapler uh, gets yeah. the team gets the team together first day of uh, tr- you know spring training. Gets them around in a circle. And basically said, we're yeah. going. We are going to shock. We're going to shock every. We're going to shock everybody. And I guess you know what? This is a good. This is a good beginning of spring training conversation, and we'll end the show, we'll end the show with this. Although I have another story. 
that we'll end with real, real quick. But last opinion, I guess, on everybody. Um, is Gabe Kapler, do you have any faith at all in him in, in maybe making his team into a legitimate team? For me, it's an open book. I, I just don't know. I really don't. Like, I'm willing to keep an open mind. I mean, am I coming in with any, like, yes, he's going to be the guy. Well, You no. don't know. No. Well, you just don't know. With that. It, it's a, no, this is going to be an abject failure. Like, well, no, I'm not on quite that side either. You know, <laughs> like, it, it's more, I don't know anything about him. I mean. I don't like, know. With Shut baseball, up. again, it's oh a marathon. God, it's care. not a sprint. If he can keep everybody focused and motivated. I didn't believe in Charlie Manuel until he won it. Well, 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 gee golly gosh, I wonder why. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I didn't believe in Doug Peterson until I saw everybody playing for him. Oh, gee golly, you know, this guy's played great. Kind of the same thing. So it's like, hey, look, you know, I'm going to keep an open mind, see how the team responds, see how everybody kind of, you know, swings around, and then, you know, I'll, I'll judge him based on what he does, basically. Uh, I called Terry Francona wrong. I hated Terry Francona when he was here. I, I actually liked Francona. When well, he was look here. what he's doing now. That's what I'm saying. I liked Francona. Dead wrong on Terry Francona. Dead wrong. What do you think, Gary? I, I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. You're not saying it. Mm. No, and Gary and I had a conversation. Why? He's just. There's no pedigree. It, it is. I, I just. Peterson didn't have a pedigree. Uh, Matt. Yeah. He didn't. Charlie Manuel really didn't have. Well, he went. To he the was World a hitting Series. coach. I mean, he was a hitting coach. Show. He went to the World Series with the Indians. He just didn't win. As a hitting coach. And my and my hopeful. Was a manager. No, as a manager. No, and my hopeful for Kapler. Absolutely. He was a hitting coach. He was not the manager of that team. I'm almost positive he was when he lost. A, when no. the Indians lost. He was a hitting coach for Jim Jim Tomey and that crew. He was not the he was not the manager. Huh. First time he became manager was at the Phillies. Oh, I'm thinking of Grady Little. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. I I got the wrong guy. You're right. I just don't know. I know you believe in him, Sean. I do. I look. The only reason, if this was a veteran team and he came in, I'd say, I don't think this is gonna work with these guys. It, 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 I'll tell you what. If Charlie Manuel got fired in '08 and he came in in '09, Charlie Manuel is a perfect manager for that team. I'd be like. Fuck, I don't know about this. This ain't going to work with all these veterans, and this guy comes up with this new, this new attitude. I met the guy. Um, oh, good for you. <laughs> no, I mean, Gary and I were talking about it on the way up. It's like, look, the Q&A that you had with him. That was, that was good. If nothing else, he seemed exceptionally honest. Every player. And players respect that. Every player that they've interviewed so far. And Reese Hoskins, you know, Hoskins is the first one, and he said it, the same thing, the Q&A. He said it at the Q&A, he said it tonight when I watched interviews earlier, and, excuse me, with other players, he said the same thing. They all say the same thing. He's highly energetic. He injects life into our team. And these guys are, are at, you know, they're, they're feeling it. They're going, wow, this guy, this guy wants the most out of us. Our jobs aren't safe unless we perform. But the thing is, how long is that going to last? Occasionally, though, because he did say, you know, what was the manager that he said pulled him aside and said, hey, look, you're definitely going to start. It was the uh, manager. It was um, for the Rangers. Don't stress out about it. It's okay. It was Johnny Oates. Johnny Oates pulled him aside and said, I know you're struggling during spring training. You're my starting right fielder. Stop stressing. Yeah, you're my guy. Relax. 
Don't worry about it. Which is that interesting. That was kind of where he, you know, I kind of just swing around a little bit because it's like, okay, you clearly know when to put your foot in the gas. You have an appreciation, though, for when maybe you need to punt the brake a little bit. I think that might be a good mix. I really do. Like right. I, I, You know, again, like, out of all the four major sports, baseball is probably the one that X's and O's count the least. Like, I really don't necessarily think that it's, you know, life or death. Right, right. Compared to, say, like, football or basketball or anything like that. You know, this is the one that, again, it's a it's a marathon. Like, you, you just need to manage everybody. You just need to keep everybody on the same page and to keep them motivated, keep them looking forward. You know what I mean? Like, you, you need to manage games, your roster. games, man. It's tough. It's I, I do respect I, his will and desire to win. I always gave uh, Phil Jackson the same credit. I don't think Phil Jackson in his triangle offense is really a revolutionary way to like approach the game. Right. I don't think he's a great X's and O's no, coach. I don't. Like, I really don't. No, I don't. But God damn it, if that guy can't manage egos, and, and you know, if he can't get everybody that and thinks and he's above the, the like, game on the same page and moving forward together, and that's the thing with Kapler. He has very little ego to deal with. It's a very young team. Coming right. into this to this town to this to to Clearwater, I should say, you know, and, and it's um, and he's trying to develop a new mindset. When you're coming from a guy like McCannon, who I actually liked, I liked McCannon because I thought McCannon was a good baseball guy. I think he was a good baseball knowledge guy. I thought McCannon was a really good bench coach. He had it up here though, right? I mean, like, uh, you know what? Coach. That's a good point. Okay, fine. That that's good enough. He's a really hey, good coach. Hey, he hey, hey, in the league. Right? Hey, Skip. So not sure he's hey, good. Skip. Maybe you should do this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That that's guy. that's fair enough. He's that guy. That's fair enough. I liked McCannon, but. To instill this 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 new blood because it is a new generation and these these kids are coming up and they need new life and for this guy to come Kelly. boom like this guy's buff as shit right I mean he's fucking dude he, he has ripped my fucking time? he buff as shit he, <laughs> One he, more he, time? buff <laughs> he has ripped my Wait, fucking he has ripped my fucking show? hand off we, dude like his fucking handshake I'm like Jesus Christ you know as he's walking <laughs> I'm like God damn, dude. Twenty inch pythons, brother, brother, brother. I'm a shit. Push your shit in. <laughs> but it was the truth, man. This, this is, Say your prayers. That's damn. another show in itself. And hey, you I, good I, little fucking Kapler maniac. I'm telling you, man. Like he, he's. I, I, I believe in him. I think he's gonna get this blood pumping in this city. He's gonna make when he sees someone not hustling. You're off the. You're like you're not only you're not playing the next game. You might not play for a fucking month. Like I, I think that's the way well, he's going to. That's gonna... a nice thing too, because it's a fairly young team, and you can get away with that shit with players that have only been here for a year or two. I'm gonna make a bold, where it works bold prediction. Advantage. You know what I mean? You can't do that, like you were saying before. You can't do that with the team of veterans that have been here like eight, nine years. Like, right. no, that's my it's different spot. Right. Let's hear well, that bold prediction. Sean. My bold prediction. We'll have our baseball uh, preview show. I think Mike Diddy actually hit me up this week. He said he wants to actually come in person. In a March, Mike Diddy, he knows his minor league shit. Our anniversary show, perfect opportunity. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, the season actually starts before that, I think. Season starts the week before that. Season starts the end of March this year. It's early, really early. Yeah, but, but anyway, see. we'll make it work. Yeah. Um, but I was gonna say, uh, my bold, my bold prediction is that Abdul Herrera is not only not a starter, but he's traded this season. 
That's my so. prediction. I don't think that's that far off, to be honest with you. I think he, I think he shows a lackadaisical attitude, and the Capitals gonna be like, you know what, dude? I don't have fucking time for you. You gotta go. You gotta yeah, go. we have more than enough guys that can fill your offense in. All right. One last story, baseball related. Uh, unless you guys have anything else to add to that. No, you're good. They're good. Uh, Espadon Loeza was found. Former former major league pitcher. Your best friend. Yeah, I had a fantasy. <laughs> I had a fantasy for a couple of years. Oh god! Uh, so apparently he uh, <laughs> he was found with 20, 20 kilograms of cocaine this week. God damn it, the fucking bastard! Yeah, imagine that. You know, <laughs> chop him up, Johnny. <laughs> so he's he he's uh, he's facing some jail time. Mm-hmm. So uh, I can't imagine why, but he's in the cell right next to Ugreth Urbina. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Next to killing someone. Why did all my material? Release? Why didn't you dump them out, you selfish prick? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. I tried dumping it out in the ocean. Why the fuck did you do that? Like you're wasting it. Don't As a DEA officer, that would be more. Don't than dump it in the ocean. Home. There's a bar right here. Chop them up. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Put him right where uh, Jimmy Hoffa was. <laughs> uh, we don't know where he is I either. Know. Uh, don't, I don't know Jimmy Hoffa was a lying cocksucker too. <laughs> right here, love. Right here, love. <laughs> Guys, this is a good fucking show. Yeah, she bangs back lines. Oh, Jesus Christ! I get to get pissed so bad. Well. Guys, it's been a fucking honor of uh, serving you orally tonight. <laughs> Wait, what? No, no, we, we serve everybody orally if you think about it. Think about it. Kinda. We, we kind of do. <laughs> think about it, we do. We, sor- we well, serve everybody. Pa- in this case, St. Ben's kind of served us orally. They did. We're. <sighs> Between her guys. Fries, I square my goo. Ron? Thanks. Gary, giddy up, brother! Thanks for joining us tonight, guys. <laughs> Everybody, listen on. Uh, I love <laughs> it's been a while. I figured it I'd throw it while. back on. I thought it's good. I thought it was good shit tonight. Uh, good conversations tonight. We we uh, we went personal. We went uh, deep, giggity. I can't do the giggity. Personal and deep, uh, not the Bill Cosby way. Um, uh, <laughs> God damn it! I said giggity. Uh, we want to thank everyone who listened live here on WafaRadio.com and uh, Excuse Pus- me, sir. Can I buy a few Xanax? Sports. <laughs> Yo, fuck his mustache. By the way, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> mustache sucks a dick. <laughs> I did not. Uh, Philly special. At least he ain't f- in Florida with AK. Philly, 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 Philly. Philly, Philly. Uh, cheers. Philly, Philly. Philly, Philly. Philly, Philly. Philly, Philly. Philly, Philly. Well, we will see you guys next week. Uh, and soon we will do a remote. We will get to that soon, but. Yeah, the anniversary show will be somewhere. Fucking A. Uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. We'll the Pounders Irish Pub, the first remote we ever did. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. We want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, Wildfire, and Corner Pass Sports. Hold on. <laughs> All that we're talking about next week, we'll figure out some shit. Between her thighs, I squirt my goo. 
All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us. Penis.